So this week is Parshas Vayetze, and we're going to learn a mimer from Oyer HaTayra. So usually we learn from the, uh, from, oh, we, not usually, this whole year we haven't been doing it, come on, from Taira Oyer. But we finished the Maimorim and Taira Oyer, so we're looking for different um, opportunities. Okay. So this mimer is a mimer from the Tzemach Tzedek, and it's in Sefer Oyer HaTayra. It's really exciting, Mimer, because it, it, it explains a passage that we say weekly, and it's beautiful to be able to get insight and appreciation of what it is that we're saying. And that is on Friday night, we begin our Shabbos meal and our Shabbos experience by singing a song relating to the angels. We greet, we greet the Malachim, we say, Shalom Aleichem, Malachi Hasharis. And there are four stanzas, there are four parts to this song. First we greet the angels, and then after we greet them, we welcome them. We say, Bayachem l'sholem. First we say, first we greet them, Shalom Aleichem, it's a greeting. Then we, then we invite them in, we say, Bayachem l'sholem, come. And then we say, Baruchuni l'sholem, we ask them for a blessing. And finally, Tzayischem l'sholem. We send them out before we eat. You know, so they're really not really invited to stay along too much longer. Now the angels are sent off. That's a very strange thing. What's this whole significance? We do know that um, it says that in the Medrash, it says that when every, uh, every, all the Jewish people come home from shul, come home from synagogue on Friday night, we come home from shul, we're going back to our homes, we're accompanied by angels, special angels that come to accompany a Jew on Friday night. And when they come home and when they see everything is in the house is prepared for Shabbos, the house has a special Shabbos elevated sense, then they bless the person as a good angel is a bad angel. And the good angel gives a blessing, so should be the next next week. And the ne- and the and the negative angel has to concede and say Amen. If, God forbid, they come home to a house and the house doesn't have a Shabbos sense, it doesn't feel like Shabbos was welcomed into this house, so the negative angel says, so it should be next week. He likes that. A world that is unrectified, and it should continue being unrectified and incomplete. And sadly, the good angel has to say, Amin. That's what it says in the Medrash. And that's the theme of this idea that we have angels coming with us. Now it's very rare because in Judaism, even though we very, very much recognize the phenomenon and the idea that there are angels, and we have them in the Torah quite a few times, the Malachim. Next week, Parsha is going to bring Vayishlach Yaakov Malachim, that Yaakov is going to send angels to Esau. This week's Parsha, we read about the angels going up and down the ladders. And at the end of the parasha, Yaakov is coming back from Choron, back home, and he encounters a whole group of angels and his and his and his angels that were with him in in in, in Choron when he was in, in Lavan's house, and the angels that came to greet him when he was coming back into the land of Israel all got together, became one camp. I spoke about it in the Monday class. So we have again angels, and then la- uh, two weeks ago in the parasha we had the angels that come to visit Avram Avinu and the angels that go to talk. To- talk uh, turn over Sodom and in two weeks from now we're going to have the angel that meets the, uh, Yosef when he's going to look for his brothers they also have an angel 
And then a few weeks ago, we had the angels uh, that meets uh, Hagar when she's uh, kicked out of Avram's house. So really, think about it. Sefer Bereshis is full of angels. But that's about it. After Sefer Bereshis, the angels are gone. In Sefer Shemot, we don't really have angels anymore. Malach. And the reason is, because once the Jewish people have the Torah and the mitzvahs, the far, Torah and mitzvahs are far superior than the Malach. So they can't do, they can't do, the angels can't do mitzvahs. So we basically take over on the driver's seat over the Malachim. And uh, gone are the angels. We don't really talk about them too much. Because we have direct connection to God and so on and so forth. But yet, Friday night, there seems to be uh, a reconnection to the angels, to the Malachim. So what is the significance suddenly that Friday night we're again busy with the Malachim? They are blessing us but then it seems we bless them because we tell them that's a blessing from us to them. What's this, whole, what's this whole interaction with the Malachim that are going on on Friday night? Why Dafka Friday night? We also know that we refer to the angels different in the different phrases. So there's different nusachs to that. I'm going to re, um, refer to the nusachari, which the way the nusach goes is as follows. In the first stanza, we refer to the Malachim, Shalom Aleichem, Malache Hashares. We call the Malachim the Malachim of Hashares means the attending Malachim. They, they are the ones who are serving. Hashares means a, an attendant. So these are the Malachim that are attending. Malache Elyon, they're supernal angels, fine. But in the next phrase, we don't call them anymore Malachi Hashares, which means the angels that are here to serve. We call them angels of peace. How do we refer to them? Malachi Hashalim, the angels of peace. Now, are these the same angels that we refer to him as Malachi Hashares? And the very same angels are referred to as Malachi Hashalom, angels of peace. Or perhaps they're different Malachi, different kind of Malachi. Then we say, Barchuni l'shalim, bless us to peace. Again, the next three stanzas, beginning with Bayachem, Barchuni, and Tzeischem, all three of them, we refer to the Malachim as Malachi Hashalim, not Malachi Hasharis. Only in the first one do we say, Shalom Aleichem, Malachi Hasharis. So what's the difference? So all of this is going to become clarified in this minor. The good part about this is it's a very exciting minor. The bad part about it is I don't know what's flying in the Mimer. But let's see. We're going to learn together and see what we're going to do for that. So Baruch Hashem, um, there is a Sefer called Lilmoid Eich Lehispalel. It's a, it's a set of six Svarim by a Mashpia by the name of Rabbi Zalman Gopin. He's the first person that exposed me to Hasidus. He's a b'mashpia in Kfar Chabad. He's a really, really deep teacher of Hasidus. And he, he gave shiurim in Yerushalayim, or whatever the shiurim are. And from his teachings, they, they put together a set of four, going through all the pirushim that there are in Hasidus on, on davening, which is very important. Hasidus talks... In the Maimarim, there's so many discourses, and you'll have like different parts of davening explained in different discourses. And it's hard for someone who wants to get a full-fledged uh, narration of davening according to Hasidus 
it's hard to get that because you have to get you have to go through thousands of svarim. So he basically collected, but he's not just a collector. He's a very amazing teacher, and he takes he took all these abstract ideas and he kind of fleshes it out and brings it down in his four volume set on davening. Then he gave out another two volume, which relates to Shabbos and to the special davening of Shabbos. So when I learned this mimer and I learned it only briefly, and I came back to Papir, I remembered in my house, ooh, the one on Shabbos, he must have a, 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 an explanation on Shalom Aleichem, because he made on, on the whole Seder of davening. So lo and behold, I, and I grabbed the Sefer, opened up Shalom Aleichem, and I see that he has six pieces on Shalom Aleichem, which are all based on Ar HaTayra, this Ar HaTayra, this Maimer. This Maimer of Ar HaTayra is here, in Parshas Vayetze. What's it doing in Parshas Vayetze? We'll see in a minute. Why we suddenly have an explanation on Shalom Aleichem over here on Parshas Vayetze. But it's also in Ar HaTayra, Sidr HaTfila. There's a Sefer Ar HaTayra from the Mamar and the Tzemach Tzedek, on Davening. There too, you have the, it's just, I think it's the exact same Maimer. It's just printed twice, once over here and once over there. So he had a shiurim on this. I went through it and it's gewalt. It's really, really beautiful ideas. If I had to give it a, a shear not from the Sefer, we can dazzle everybody with the explanation of Shalom Aleichem, which is awesome. The problem is that when you try to see what he says over here in the Sefer, in the actual Sefer of the Tzemach Tzedek, the mimer itself, the discourse itself of the Tzemach Tzedek is extremely cryptic. What it seems like, as I mentioned already a few times, that the Tzemach Tzedek has two types of discourses. He has discourses that he said, and those discourses, which he said, he discussed and explained the things with far more explanation. But then there are the mimerim of his own jottings, where he jotted down for himself. Rashimus. And those are very cryptic. Basically what you got is I and I and I and look over here, look in Zohar over here, look in Eitzchayim over here, look, 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 look. And, I, and, I, from, and from, I have to say that from experience, people are wrong when people think, oh, it's, you can't learn our Torah. It's just much too, a lot of people feel that way. You can't, Torah or, look at the Torah, these are as you can learn our Torah, is just too complicated. First of all, there are many Maimarim at the Tzemach Tzedek spoke. Those Maimarim are very well explained. I mean, obviously, you have to have the foundations of Hasidus to learn them, but they're very well explained. But even the cryptic Maimar, if you're not lazy, and you're willing to pile up your chair with 30 books, and look up every mocker and read it in the source, and think about it, it act usually comes to light. It usually comes together. But you have to have the time and the patience to really do that. Um, I didn't do that this time. I only did it a little bit. You see, a little bit I started plowing through the Zohars and tried to get some explanation. I didn't do it enough. And f- from his, from Rabbi Gopin's explanation on the mimer, he basically explains the essence of the mimer. But to be able to appreciate it in the cryptic writings of the Tzemach Tzedek is a whole new task. So let's see how it's going to go. And with Hashem's help, it's going to open up while we learn it. Now, one more thing I'm going to say. What does this have to do with Parshas Vayetze? Well, very simple. Parshas Vayetze, we have a very big encounter with angels, with the Malach. Nudaron, you missed the whole Gishmake introduction. How do I get the people to come to the introduction? Every week I start later so I can get them into the introduction. But as I start later, 
start now. So what is this, what is this Maimer, which is explaining Shalom Aleichem, what does it have to do with Parshas Vayetze? So as I explained, in Parshas Vayetze, Yaakov Avinu has an encounter with Malachim. Immediately he goes out and he, goes, and he has angels going up and down. And we know that there are two types of angels. There are angels that accompanied Yaakov when he went to Chutzli. Oh, I'll tell you a beautiful story. Beautiful story. The Holy Ruziner, Ruziner was a great Hasidic master. The Holy Ruziner was a brilliant child. And when he was a kid, Mamish is five, five years old, six years old, he asked every kasha that Rashi asked. Every question that Rashi asks in the Chumash, the Ruziner would ask his teacher, before the teacher had a chance to teach the Rashi, the Ruziner would ask the question. So when it came Parshas Vayetze, they came to the, to the parsha and, and, and it says, The angels the angels went up and down. So Rashi explains, because right away you have a question, what's the question? Angels live in heaven. So if angels live in heaven, they should first be coming down and then go up. Because where they're coming from, from, their, from, from where they, their source. We live on earth, so if we go up, we have to first go up and then come down. But angels who are up, they have to come down in order to go and then go back up again. The Pasuk says, So Rashi explains it's two sets of angels. The angels that Yaakov, it says in the Pasuk, Hashem gives you malachim, Hashem will send you malachim, to guard you. So a Jew, a person always has malachim, angels accompanying us to guard us. But we know that the angels that guard a person in the land of Israel, which is a holy land, are on a much high, are different kind of angels than the angels that accompany a person when he goes, when he's outside of the land of Israel, which is considered an impure land. Different kinds of angels. So therefore, being that at this point, Yaakov was leaving the land of Israel to go work in his uncle Lavan's house for 20 years outside of Eretz Yisrael. So the malachim from Eretz Yisrael were first going up, and then the malachim who were going to go accompany him outside of the land of Israel were coming down. That's Rashi. So the Ruzhina's teacher was teaching, and being that he knew the Ruzhina was very quick, and he always asked Rashi's question, so he made the learning much easier, because the teacher didn't have to explain the question, he only had to give the answer. The Ruzhina always had the question. So when it got to this point, the Ruzhina's teacher slows down, and he's waiting for the Ruzhina to ask the question. But the boy doesn't ask the question. So he slows, goes a little slower, and he says the Pasuk again, the Ruzhina asks the question. So after a while, he says, so, Yisrael, what's going on? Nothing, no, nothing, no problem here. And Yisrael says, no, no problem. So he says, no, but nothing is bothering me. He says, no. So he says, but you usually ask Rashi's question. It's nothing bothering me. He says, so he says what Rashi's question is. How come the Malachim are, are going up first and going down? So the, the little boy said, well, it's a dream. On a dream, you don't ask a question. Because in a dream, absurd things happen in a dream. See, it's, a, it's, a, it's, the, it's the ability to not lose the context. You always have to see the big picture. This little boy was able to notice while he was learning it, he, he was very focused on the fact that this was a dream. So in the dream, all kinds of weird stuff can happen. That's, the, that's what it's explained in Hasidus. The whole idea of a dream is that absurdities happen. That's why Golos is called the time of a dream, because the whole exile is absurd. That the Jewish people that are Hashem's children, so close to God, should be so suffered, so, 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 so much persecuted and such 
Right? All that we've gone through, it doesn't make any sense. The whole thing is wacky. It's because it's, it's a dream. It's a nightmare, the exile. Al-Kopanu. So what do you see from here? That the Parshish Vayetzi deals with Malachim of Eretz Yisrael, and Malachim of Chutzliar, different times of angels here and there. And so in this Mimer, we're going to learn about the Malachim. And we're going to see in the Mimer that there are weekday Malachim and there are Shabbos Malachim. Even though he doesn't say it openly, but it makes sense that the weekday Malachim are the Malachim of Chutzliar, it's outside of Eretz Yisrael. And the Shabbos Malachim, different kinds of angels. And the Shabbos Malachim are the Malachim that are Eretz Yisrael Malachim. Because on Shabbos we're all elevated to Eretz Yisrael. Even if we're not in Eretz Yisrael, we're all elevated to the holiness of Eretz Yisrael. And that will explain, this is already, you can already see the beginning of the answer, how come we refer to Malachim with two names. In the first stanza we refer to them as Malachi Hashares, and afterwards we just refer to them as Malachi Hashalim. Because we're talking about two different types of Malachim, stemming from two different levels. And particularly, this whole idea that Yaakov leaves, leaves his home, in, in Yitzchak's home, Yitzchak and Rivka's home, and he's going out to Haran and to, to work for Lavan, is really the Jew leaving the beautiful spiritual, um, the, 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 the spiritual oasis of Shabbos and entering into the world it's full of turmoil, full of darkness, and full of unholiness, and full of challenge. And that's the concept of Yaakov leaving, because Yaakov, from where does he leave me? Be'er Sheva. Sheva is referring to Shabbos. So it's the Jew leaving Shabbos and going into the week. And he's going to have special assistance with the Malachim. But when he comes back home, what does Yaakov Avinu say? Yaakov has a prayer. And after he has the dream, he has a prayer. And what's his prayer? He asks if Hashem is going to be with me. So, v'shafti b'shalay no base avi. All he wants, he knows he's going through a very challenging period. He's begging Hashem that he should be able to return b'shalay in peace, no base avi to my father's house. That's the Jew requesting on Matzah Shabbos, Hashem, I'm I'm frightened. It says that on Matzah Shabbos there's a special zemer, a special song that we say, Altira of the Yaakov. Don't be afraid, my servant Yaakov. Because on Shabbos, a Jew is not even called Yaakov. On Shabbos, we're called Yisrael. We're in a complete God. We're living in Eretz Yisrael. We're called Yisrael. We know Yaakov has two names. So the Jew is in a, in, in a completely godly place. Comes Matzah Shabbos. He's got he's to put on Esau's clothing. He's got to dress himself up like the Gentile. And go into the world. A Jew is not part of the world. A Jew is a godly being. Who, who happens to walk on, on the physical earth. He's not a, but we have to pretend to be part of earth. We have to like kind of make believe we're part of the ordinary human experience. So for that, Yisrael is now becoming Yaakov, but Yaakov is terrified. So we have to tell Yid, Altira of the Yaakov. Don't be afraid, my servant Yaakov, because Hashem says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you. Because to stay in heaven, to stay in Shabbos, we're never going to fix the world. The only way we can fix the world is to get our hands dirty. We must go out into the world in order to repair it and to fix it. But for that we have special protection. And we're going to have assistance from the Malachim as we see. Okay. Let's read. And that's when Mashiach comes. And Mashiach comes, we say, Yom Shakulei Shabbos. It's going to be completely Shabbos. Because 
The whole work of the weekdays is the work of converting the darkness to light. Once we're done, the, and, and what happens on Shabbos? Shabbos, we celebrate that piece of the world that we converted to light that now becomes part of the Shabbos world. And that's really, so Shabbos we take, as a result of the work we did during the weekday, a piece of this world was attached to the Mashiach Riel. And we go live in Mashiach's space for Shabbos. And then next week we go back into the Golostiga world, into the exile, world of exile, the world that's outside, the Rishus Arabim, the public domain, to conquer another part of the world to make that Shabbos stick. And then join that into Shabbos. And that's called, as we're going to see soon, that's what Yaakov was praying. I, I, I didn't come back to that, but you mentioned that. That's what Yaakov is davening, Vishafti Bishalim al Beis Avi. I want to return in peace to my father's house. What's my father's house? Who's his father? Yitzchak. What's Yitzchak? Yitzchak, I mentioned it in the share that I, I spoke about today in the Mashiach class. Yitzchak is the laughter that's going to be when Mashiach comes. Here's a very interesting idea you should remember. Our three fathers, Avram, Yitzchak, Yaakov. Avram is past. Avram is called our source. He's our, he's our Shoresh. He's, he's the past. Yaakov is the current. And Yitzchak is the future. As we know, it says in the Gemara, when Mashiach will come, we will identify the most with Yitzchak. We're going to say to Yitzchak, Ki ata avinu, you are our father. The Gemara says in regards to when, when Mashiach will come, God is going to say to the, the forefathers, you, your children sinned. And I'm sorry to say this, but Avram and Yaakov are going to sell us down the creek. They're going to say, if they sin, then you got to do what you got to do. If they sin, then you know whatever. And the only one who's going to rise into the fence is Yitzchak. He's going to start negotiating with God. He's going to make a whole negotiation. And that's why it says, we're going to say to Yitzchak, you are our lasting father. But not, let's not discuss that idea, but just the general idea is that Yitzchak is the dominant father after Mashiach comes. Why? Because Yitzchak means laughter. And we know there's a Yiddish expression, there's a Yiddish expression, which is going to make me laugh, but there's a Yiddish expression when, when, there, is a, when there is a pathetic situation that people are Jews now, but how did they live through the ghetto? How did the Jews live through all suffering? So everybody knows. Jews only made it through the Gullahs. I know everybody can say through Torah. But one of the main things that kept us through our exile was our humor. We always had a way of laughing of the worst situations. That's why you see that who was the ones who created Hollywood? The first were Jews. They created the theater. They, I mean, there was a Greek or that, but they were... Uh, comedy was all fiddler on the roof. These were the early, early uh, shows that people, that, that the Jews were always into making freilach. But when you're in a such situation and it's not, and it's nisht, and it's not, so there's an expression that goes, Sigar Nishkagalechter. Right? Everybody heard that. Sigar Stop kidding around. It's not a joke. Sigar Since the world was created until now, it's a Nishkagalechter. We were just talking about the fires. You know, 65, 68 people that were never burned to death. I mean, it's horrible. So the world is not full of laughter. The world is full of pain, darkness, suffering. So what are we saying? When will the world laugh? It's 
As I mentioned in the class today, the laughter comes in the end. The laughter is going to be in the future. Yitzchak was all about what? Yitzchak is all about laughter. So the Yitzchak is the future. When we're going to laugh. And who's going to laugh? We're going to laugh. And God is going to laugh. That means because basically we're going to turn around when Mashiach comes and we're going to finally appreciate all that it took to get to that awesome, unbelievable state of existence, which the only way to get to it was through all the sorrow, pain, challenge, darkness, and this, that every, all of us together went through this unbelievable struggle and we prevailed at the end it's going to bring such pleasure and delight to Hashem. And that laughter is going to reverberate throughout all the creation. And primarily our world is going to be filled with laughter and joy and happiness. So Moshiach's time is the time of Yitzchak. But in order to get to Yitzchak, what do we need? It's all going to be accomplished through one person. And that's Yaakov. For Yaakov to do that, Jack has to hit the road. Yaakov is Jack, right? Jacob. He's got to hit the road. Then he's got to leave the comfort of his father's house. He has to leave the, 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 the enclave of holiness. And he has to go deal with the Lovans, the Esavs, the Pharaohs of the world. You see, the next stages in Yaakov's life, first he's going to deal with Lovan, swindler, liar, cheater. Then he's going to have to deal with the ruthless thug of Esav. Then he's going to have to deal with Pharaoh, Paro, when he goes down to Mitzrayim. Talking about every kind of klipa, every kind of darkness, he's going to have to wrestle with and, 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 and deal with. So Yaakov represents the struggling Jew throughout the entire time of thousands of years of working the world. And that's the meaning of the word Yaakov. Yaakov stands for Yud Ekev. A holy neshama. Yud is a holy neshama. Ekev. That comes down where Akev in the heel, which is the body, the physical world, which is the lowest part. It's like the heel. It's the lowest part of the body. So the lowest part of, the, of creation and existence is this dark world. And the Nishama is going to come down to sublimate the Akev, to lift the feet up. So that eventually we go. So what does Yaakov say? Vishafti Bishalaim. I want to return in peace because we know that a Nishama comes down into this world, into this darkness. We hope that it's going to make it back safe. It's going to come back, the sand, like the salmon. Right? They go off into the ocean, and eventually what do they have to do? They have to swim upstream against the current. Unbelievable. There was a, a video, you saw this video just recently? In Washington State, of the fish. It was such a cute video. There was a fish, there was a river going over a, a river going over a, a road. And it was basically dry, the road. There wasn't, there wasn't enough water. It was like a little stream. And the salmon are swimming, and they're actually jumping across the road. There's a car standing here taking pictures of these big salmon jumping through the dry run, through the road, to get to the other side of the river to continue their journey up. That's what happens to an Hashem in this world. So, you know, sometimes it gets really tough. And we have to make our way all the way back. So Yaakov is pleading, and it's really the pleading of each and every one of us. And whatever tikkun we have to make in the world, we daven, v'shafti b'shalem, I should return peacefully, el beis avi, to make it to the other end, which is the ultimate laughter that's going to be, back to the pleasure that comes along as a result of Yaakov's avodah. I'll share with you something really special. 
Yaakov and Yitzchak, we understand they're very powerful names. Yaakov's name is Gematria. Yaakov is 182. Which is Gematria seven times Yudke Vavke. Yaakov is seven times Yudke Vavke. 26 times seven is 182. Yitzchak is 208. One more time. Yitzchak is eight times Yudke Vavke. So what's the difference between seven and eight? So we know the number seven is the number related to creation. Eight is the number that's infinite, transcending. Because seven, everything in the world, time and space is seven. Eight is the transcendent. Yitzchak is a transcendental state. Yitzchak is, the, is Mashiach's times. It's after the struggle. We're, 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 the world has become a vessel to receive the infinite, miraculous light of God. The infinite light. Eight times Yud Kevach. Yaakov is struggling. He's limited in the world of seven. And he's fighting his way through the darkness. He's trying to get to the eighth. Okay. How does Yaakov get the eighth one? Want to something really cool? Show you something really fantastic. It's all not in the mind, but it's the idea of the mind. How does, how does um, Yaakov get to the eighth? How does Yaakov get to the laughter? How do he get to eight? He has to fix his brother Esau. The only way, and as we said earlier, he has to fix the world. He has to fix the Esau. Why? Esau, what if Yitzchak has eight times Yudke Vodke and he inherits this to his children? Seven of them, of the Yudke Vavkes, he gives into Yaakov's Nisham. One of them, he gives into Esau. So one Yudke Vavke is hidden in Esau. Actually, the highest one is buried in Esau. The eighth one. But Esau's Yudke Vavke is covered up. How much is Esau? Esau's Gematria 376. Shin Ayin Vav. 376. So it's 350 plus 26. Now watch this. 350 is made up from 7 times 50. Right? 7 times 50 is 350. That's 7 times the word Tameh. He has 7 wrappers of Tameh. The Yaakov has 7 Yudke Vavkes. Esau has 1 Yudke Vavke. Covered up by 7 times Tameh. Covering him up. And Yaakov has to borrow... Tameh means defiled. Yaakov has to burrow through the 7 Tamehs. And peel away the seven clippers on Esau. That's why it says that there's the story of a sage. It was a story of a sage, and it's actually his name was Rabbi Yaakov. It's amazing. There was a sage whose name was Rabbi Yaakov Ben something. The Gemara says a story, I think, in Mesechtas Kedushin. That he was told, basically, it was like this they knew he was a big tzaddik. And they had a shul. And in the shul there was a demon that was appearing in the shul. And the demon was a seven, with a seven-headed monster. And the people were terrified. So they decided to invite him to come Dava Mincha there. <laughs> Unbeknown to him. So they knew that he could take care of it. So he went to Davin there and suddenly the demon appeared. And when he bowed down seven times, each time he bowed, one of the heads were chopped off. 
of the din. He bowed down when he was praying. This Yaakov, uh, Rabbi Yaakov Ben, I forgot. The Gemara says the story. And then he destroyed the demon. Fine. He's Yaakov. So he's, he's the same Bechina like Yaakov Avinu. What does Yaakov say when Yaakov meets his brother next week? It says Yaakov runs, Yaakov runs in front of Esau and he bows down seven times. And what does it say? Ad gishtoi el achiv until he approaches his brother. And what happens when they approach? They kiss and they hug. What happened? He was a monster. He wanted to kill. Him. He wanted to, to to literally tear his head off his body. That's what. That's how much animosity Esau had. And the answer is that's Esau seven layers, like seven layer cake, seven layers of Esau, seven layers of klipa. But when Yaakov bows down, he knocks off the seven layers, one after another. And then what's left? The Yutke Vavke, that's in the heart of the hearts of Esau. And then, Ad Gishtay Ad Achiv, on that place they're brothers, because they're both taking the Yutke Vavkes from their father. And when you have the seven Yutke Vavkes of, of Yaakov meets the eighth one of Esau, you have Mashiach. That's Mashiach. And that's why the end of days, when Yaakov and Esau come together to build the third base of English, the ultimate joining of Yaakov and Esau, that's happening in front of our eyes right now. It's taking place in the world right now, this joining of Yaakov and Esau. The clip, we're holding a little tearing off a lot of these clippers now, that's why they're making a lot of noise. But uh, it's coming off. It's, sometimes it, yell, it screams a little bit when it's coming off. But the clippers are coming off. They're, they're, in any case, and Esau and, ya- Esau and Yaakov, is it, and, that's, and, then, and then they come to Yitzchak. And that's the third base of English, Yitzchak. Yitzchak, the laughter of the future. This idea, the Panam Yafis says this. About the seven times Yitzchak, and Panam Yafis was the Hafla. He's the one who made Sefer Hamakna and Sefer Hafla on one of Masechtis Ksubis and one of Masechtis Kedushin. Pinchas. So he says this, this in, in his Pirish on the Torah, he says this word of Yaakov and Esau, seven brothers. Okay. Now, based on this whole idea, we'll appreciate the whole concept of Shalom Aleichem. Let's see. In Yen Shalom Aleichem, we learn inside, we start the Mimer. In Yen Shalom Aleichem. He says, it's Shaykh, the Tzemach Tzedek says, Lopasik Vishafti Bishalim. It's connected to the, shal- to the Pasik Vishafti Bishalim. I'm going to return in peace. Indian Shalom Aleichem, the idea of Shalom Aleichem, Shalom and Bishabbos, Belayel Shabbos, that we say on Shabbos and the, on Friday night. And the Indian Malachi Shalom, what does it mean? Angels of peace. Remember, these angels are first called angels, the attending angels, and then we refer to them as angels of peace. It appears that we can say as follows. Based on what it says in Torah or in the beginning of Parshas Vayetze, a pasuk v'shafti b'shalim. On this pasuk v'shafti b'shalim, so it says in Torah or as follows. Um, and you know what? I'm sorry, as I told you, the mimer is cryptic. So I'm going to read for you a little bit. What does it say in Torah or? So in Parshas in Torah or this week, the Alter Rebbe says. Listen to these words. 
this mom should repeat what I was telling you, but he says, Kehine Avi, when he says, Veshafti Beshalom obeys Avi, Avi call Yitzchak, is referring to Yitzchak. You're our father in the future. We're going to say, You're our father. So what's Yitzchak? Yitzchak is the laughter and the delight. Like it says, Hashem made me a Tzchik. However, here is Yitzchak will laugh to me. But Yitzchak is in the future. Yitzchak will laugh. So that's the future world. What's going to happen when Mashiach will come? It will be revealed. God's immense pleasure from all the work that we've all done together. That's going to create a tremendous oineg and pleasure above. What gives the Abish their pleasure? So take a look at the Pasuk. Everything is so perfect. Tzchoik asa li elokim. What is Elokim? Elokim is the name of God of concealment. Avaya is revelation. So we know the spiritual worlds above, they're created through the name Yud Kevavke, Havaya. That can't give God pleasure. Why doesn't it give God pleasure? Because nothing special about it. Of course. Of course they're all holy and they're all saying holy, holy, holy all day because they know and they know of nothing else. What gives God the Abish their pleasure? What gives God pleasure is a chidush. Is a novelty. What's the novelty? When something of this dark world that is full of ego, full of, full of self, surrenders, recogni- first recognizes and acknowledges the Abishtim and recognizes that God is its power and then it turns around to serve the Abishtim, surrenders itself and puts itself to service for Hashem, that's unbelievable. That, and to the point that that is so absurd above, it's so like unexpected because this world is created through the utmost of tzimtzum and of concealment of the name of Elohim, which makes this world so disconnected from God. So when you take a person or an object or an entity in this world, and you turn it around, that it, that it doesn't do what it wants, it does what God wants, it creates such pleasure by Hashem because it was unexpected. The mashal that he gives, you'll see in a second, it, that... So that's the tzchoik, the laughter coming. Tzchoik asa li elokim. From the concealments of the world, when we polish the world, when we transform the darkness to light, that gives the Abish to a pleasure. As he says, It's through the refinement that we do. Birudim, are the, it's a term that we use, borer. Borer means to select. When we, when we take a look at every physical object and select the spark that's in it, which means we uncover its godly potential. That means we're connecting the spark. And what are we doing? We're subduing the ego, the, the, the yesh, the, the sense, the klipa is being subdued. And then not only we're subduing it and crushing it, but we're turning it over. We're taking an enemy of holiness and we're converting it to become an ally of holiness, to join along. For example, if we take our own animal soul, we all have an animal soul that's dark, that all it wants is the material pleasures of the physical world. It doesn't have no relationship with God. And we get it to change, like it says in the Pasuk, You love God with both your inclinations. Even the Yetzirah loves Hashem. It's through all the elevations and all the drawing down. Through Torah and Mitzvahs, that's what we do. 
we draw godliness down, we elevate, we purify the world, whatever. So what happens then? It causes laughter. So just like the laughter down here. When the, if you want to catch a king's if you want to catch a king's attention, the guy yeah he's he's got money so you're going to bring him a present. He might look for a second. It's not interesting. It's not really gold. He doesn't need diamonds. He doesn't need you know what, what are you going to give him that's going to catch him? So one of the things people would do in order to get the king to like pay attention to get excited to put him in a good mood is you bring in a parrot a parrot and the parrot talks especially if a king has never seen a parrot before talking he sees the parrot talking it's like amusing now even though the parrot didn't say much much you know you can bring in a a, 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 a really 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 good orator who can give an amazing amazing speech or, or, or a very wise man who can say very very wise teachings okay if it's very wise very intelligent maybe he'll enjoy it maybe but it's a limited enjoyment. But when he sees the parrot, he suddenly is getting so excited, the king. Even though all the car- parrot says, I want a cracker. Something as silly as that. But it gets a... Why? Because a parrot should talk. It's like... It basically throws the ki- It throws the person's entire perception of reality off. Like whatever you thought is, suddenly it's like completely different. And that creates like a, a certain surge of deep... Of a deeper, of a deeper self that comes out. In laughter and enjoyment. A little parrot that talks. It's not, it's not its way to do that. Which is not the case where a person talks. We don't get pleasure. It's a normal thing. So where does God get pleasure? Dafka from this dark world, when we turn it around and make it into something godly, it gives the Abish the pleasure. Who's Yaakov? Who Yud Ekev is the Neshama. Yud is the Neshama. It's a little pinta, a little part of God, piece of God. Ekev, and what happens to the Neshama? goes down, 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 down into the lowest parts of the world. Getlachkeit, godliness through the neshamas goes down, 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 adla mata mata, till it goes all the way, all the way down. Gam bepchenas akvayim, all the way to the heel. Shem oylam oysanifradim. These are the worlds that live in separate consciousness. Separate consciousness means it's not conscious of God; it's completely torn away from Hashem. Legamre yabaligvul. That's called charon. Charon is a place that angers God. Charon is something else. Charon also means, comes from the word dryness. If you take the word charon, you rearrange the letters, you get the word nichar, nichar groini. When a person is hoarse, it's called nichar groini. My throat is dry. Charon is dryness. So what does that mean? The world is created throughout. Here, a way of seeing things. See how you can learn the parsha and have chas v'sholem, such a an ancient story of a parsha, like you have people you go Shabbos. Can you say a vart of the parsha? This is a vart of the parsha. That's a nice vart, very nice. But but here the way you can learn the parsha, and the parsha is alive. The whole world is. It's your life. We're not dealing with some. It's so now the Alter Rebbe explains Choran. He says Choran. The whole world is created by the words of God. How did Hashem create the world? So what's the world really? It's Hashem's speech. Oh. 
So in the upper realms, however, Hashem's voice is loud and clear. But down here, Hashem is hoarse. The letters are there, but you don't hear them. They're hidden in the world, Hashem's dry throat. And you end up with a charan. And what happens in a place where God's voice is, is hoarse, where there is where a dryness and you don't hear the oisiyos that the Abishter is speaking, you end up with a, with a creation that angers Hashem. Because by them not sensing God, they become, they become themselves gods. And then they act like the generation of the flood, the generation of Sodom or Mitzrayim or whatever it is, in the most corrupted way. But when we take that very Charonian world, turn it around, we're going to see soon, then it gives the Abish the tremendous nachas. So many down, down, down. To create something from nothing. Limited creatures. But not only are they limited, there are worlds of separation. They are separated from Hashem. They are a yesh. They are an entity on their own. My throat is dry. The godly energy that's drawn into them. Which is called Goroin. It's the voice. It's, it's highland. It says, it's like the Shechina says, I am silent. I can't talk. I'm hoarse. I'm, I'm muted. Until they become almond de Pruda. They become completely dark. And they act as if they have an existence on their own, without the Yebishter. There's another passage that something is brought. It says, The Shechina is called a dove, a Yona, Elam. She's mute. She's aliving the whole world, but no one, heard, no one hears her chirping. No one hears the Shechina song. She's Golos HaShechina. Okay. But what's the intention? What's the point of that whole descent? In that dark world that is separated, removed, and anti-godly, that we should make peace. We should turn it around. We should enlighten the ignorant world. from darkness to light. We should take all the 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 midos rose that we have. Shem ava. For instance, we have a love, but our love going unchecked will go into all kinds of loves that are that are selfish, completely selfish. Nothing to do with purpose, with a higher meaning in life, just for self. So to take that love and to direct that love to love Hashem or to love another Jew or to love doing a mitzvah or to love goodness. And the fiery flames of fire of the, of the silliness of the world. That's taking the, 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 the love and changing it. But then we also have anger, the gavura. So we have to take the anger and also turn it around. That we should only use the anger to get angry at things that are blocking Hashem. But not... Right? They should be only to Hashem. To be bottled to Hashem. And not to be separated. 
Nikra b'china zois b'china's tshuva. This is called tshuva. Because you're taking, what's a, what's a bal tshuva? Bal tshuva is yesterday, he was why, he or she was alienated from spirituality, from God, from anything holy. They're doing tshuva, they're starting a new, uh, it's a new discovery. So when we take the things in this world that are ignorant, beginning with ourselves, with our animal soul, that are, are, are not familiar with holiness and godliness, their natural tendency is towards the pleasures of the world and turn it towards the service of Hashem. We flip it over and we make the, our animal soul into a baltruv. And when Hashem is a tzaddik, because when Hashem has been in the heaven, who's greater, a tzaddik or a baltruv? Baltruv is greater. Shu b'tshuv, shu b'chele yate with a greater. Da'ainu amidos rois, the midos rosh and berish be'esh, their fire la'hapcham to turn them over la'shivam la'shem levad to turn them to God alone canal. V'zel b'makom shabal achiva shachuva oim dem tzadikim gemurim en yachelon la'amit. V'yadezen nasetano gadol la'mayla. This causes the abishter. This causes God tremendous pleasure. When we turn the lowly darkness over to light, that causes the Abish to laughter. That's why it's much greater one hour of tshuva, of repentance in this world, from all the life of the world to come. Because over there it's worlds, Ganeiden. I mean, it's very painful. And I am one of. It's a horrible thing that happened in California that a whole town was decimated and burnt. It's horrible. So I don't want to make, make small of that. It's unbearable what happened. But on the other hand, there's something interesting in the idea. It's the first time that paradise burnt. It's the name of the town. Because when Mashiach will come, we will realize that paradise is not the place. The place to be is in this physical world. Paradise is a world full of light. It says all the neshamas will leave paradise and they're going to come down back into the bodies in this world. Why does it have to come in such an in such a, such a ugly way? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not uh, justifying it, but I don't know what Hashem does, He does, but we're saying. This causes the pleasure above. It's mamish like a, a bird that talks. Canal. Like the, like the parrot. And here this gewalding thing. Because when a ches and a hey exchange. Ches and a hey are letters that exchange one with the other. Like we see on Pesach there are two opposites. One is the worst of the worst, and one is the best of the best. Chametz and matzah. They both have mem and tzaddik in them. And we know that you can't make matzah only from something that is chametzabot. Only something that could become chametz you can make into matzah. Because the whole idea is you're making the chametz into matzah. You're changing the ches into a hay. So now, when you take, when, when, when you elevate this world... Guess what happens? Instead of this world angering God and mute, mute meaning you don't hear this world, this world is silent, it becomes the opposite. This world becomes the source of pleasure, the source of all song. All song comes from down here. The ultimate arena comes from, what do we say? Az yamalei pinu, ul from the choron becomes arena. 
And not only that, from the muteness, from the silence in this world, where you don't hear God, the loudest expression of God is going to be dafka from the world. That's the song. Okay. becomes a song. like it says, when you get rid of, when the wicked are destroyed, rina is a song. It doesn't mean when we, God forbid, destroy, kill the wicked. It means when the wickedness of the world dissolves, rina, we have a song. That's the great pleasure. Now, when is this pleasure going to be revealed? Now we don't see this pleasure. Now the world is a world of struggle, a world of difficulty, a world of hardship. Um, but only when all suddenly when the when the dust will settle. Or when the fog will rise and we will suddenly see this magnificent godly world that we created, we're going to go crazy from the pleasure that we're going to have. There won't be any more darkness. There won't be any more fixing. Nothing needs to be fixed anymore. It's going to be resting. From cutting and plowing, all that work is going to be rested. And God will be fully revealed down here below. And our physical world will be unified with Hashem in the same way that Atzilus is now one with God. The physical world is going to have the same yichud with the Ebishter. And the over there, God is totally one with the world, with the oirais and with the kalim. Over here, too, Hashem is going to be totally one with everything. Now, Hashem creates this world to be what? From nothing, from elokus. Hashem is creating yesh. Hashem creates us to be a something. And what do we do through our avoda? We make the yesh back ayin. Not that we make it disappear. It remains, but it doesn't, it's not ego, it's not self-centered. It allows the true nature of its existence, which is God, to flow through it. Like the Baal Shem Tov said, the Eibishter get yidin gashmias, ruchnias. The Eibishter, I'm sorry, the Eibishter macht von ruchnias gashmias. The Eibishter makes from the spiritual material, and the Jewish people make from the, from the physical spiritual. We take the physical and, and, and envelop it in spiritual back. And then the Abish's pleasure is going to reveal. God's pleasure, this delight, is an infinite pleasure. And that's the ultimate Shabbos. There's no more work, it's rest. The revelation of the great delight, Kenoida. That happened from all the birudim and all the work that we did on here. In the 6,000 years, which correspond to the six days of creation, 6,000 years, and then six millennia, and we prepare for Shabbos, for the great revelation of Hashem's pleasure. Yaakov says, who's Yaakov? Yaakov is standing right now, he's leaving the first Shabbos, and he's going to take a journey through the week. 
And that journey is going to take him through Haran, through Lavan, Esav, Paro, and it's really a, a 4,000 year journey that Yaakov is beginning to embark on. And as Yaakov is taking his steps, that's when he's praying, Vishafti Bishalom, please God, let me return in peace. Because he knows, and what's peace? He's going to explain in a minute what peace is. Why Bishalom? Very important. And, and, and this is the idea that we need to understand the whole Shalom Aleichem. I'm going to return where Yaakov, that Yaakov, going back from the Choron Diga world canal, to the great song that happens, Shanikra base Avi. You're going from Choron to Rina to your father's house. which is Yitzchak, gets the joy and the laughter. Okay. The reason why I'm learning this whole piece, even though it's not part of the Mimer, is because I realized that I gave you two of a small discourse. It's only one page. And I really feel bad that it's so little. So therefore I'm adding on uh, extra pieces. Okay? So no one should have complaints that I ripped you off. You thought you're coming for a long discourse, and then you saw something short. That's one explanation. The other explanation is because in order to understand the Mimer that we're going to learn, it's all based, that Tzemach Tzedek jumps off this, this, this whole Indian. That's why we're going to say Davka to Yitzchak because you're our father. The point is not the struggle. The point is not the pain. The point is the whole intention. In the descent of all the worlds, will be the great laughter and the pleasure. The Yitzchak state. What does he mean? But he's very important. V'shafti b'shalom, I will return in peace. What's the meaning in peace? Kipchenas now what's the pleasure? What brings the pleasure? What brings the pleasure is that we took the low, low world that's in conflict with God and we turned it around to be, to be unified with Hashem. That's called making peace. You're making peace. You have two, two, two sides that are at war with each other. that can't see eye to eye. Making peace is negotiating a thing that they, can, that they can come together and live in harmony. So the physical material world that God created for thousands of years is in conflict with God. Why? Because it's in denial of Hashem. So it's in conflict. And it's resisting. When we finish the work, we finally achieve peace. And the point of peace means not that only one prevails. The point of peace is that the two come together. And that's why we don't destroy this world. When Mashiach comes, it's not, oh, we're, we're, we're going to leave this world, we're going to go back up to, 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 to the spiritual place, we abandon this world. That's not the whole point. No, down here is where the party happens because this world becomes receptive of God. So we make peace. And the ultimate peace is the most difficult peace. The greater the conflict, the harder to make the peace. The more opposite it is. That's why Trump is saying that to make peace with the, with the Israelis and the Palestinians, the, it's, 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 the, it's, it's the deal of the century. It's the deal of the century. He wants to make the deal, of the, the ultimate deal. And he thinks he can negotiate that. Right? So the point over here is the ultimate peace is to make peace between a world with the Ebershtim. Shem chenes abirudim 
When we turn over this world and we make it in peace with God, that's called peace. And this, this is the main point we need for the whole for the whole Because peace is what unifies two opposites. That Hashem makes peace. Okay, they should get together. That's the whole idea. Okay, once we have that, now let's learn inside. In, now we can understand why Shabbos. Now this is what he discussed over here is the plan of all of history. It's the, it's the, it's the, it's the vast, it's the vast eternal plan. It's the vast great scheme that God created. But then, on a small little way, this happens every week. During the week, we go down to deal with the harsh world. Shabbos, we, we, take, we go back to Hashem, and we withdraw from the world. But we don't really withdraw, because Shabbos, we are still physical. But we're basically eating the food that we cook during the week, and we're eating it on Shabbos, which means we've taken a part of the world and brought it into the Mashiach reality, into that peaceful state with God. And Shabbos, we know there's no conflict. Because even our material things that we do on Shabbos is a mitzvah. Eating on Shabbos is not, it's not a full of Sahara. it's a mitzvah. Even the physical, why? Because even when you're eating and you're enjoying the food, you can be completely godly conscious on Shabbos. Because Shabbos is just this intense, it's intense per- permeation, where Hashem permeates our consciousness so intensely that even the physical things are filled with holiness on Shabbos. So therefore... We open up Shabbos with the declaration of peace. Shalom Aleichem. There's peace now. But what do the angels have to do with it? So we're going to see that the angels assist us during the week. We need assistance of the angels. Particularly for the work of making peace, we need assistance of the angels. And because they assist us in our work, we... we, we um, give them the blessing of peace because on Shabbos we're going to see in a moment we, we turn out being higher than them but because they helped us achieve that heights we have to give them a, a, a commission so we give them some shalom from the shalom that we created it's amazing okay so let's see what that the ultimate Giloy al yadei beiz b'china shalom is to the two levels of shalom. Shal yadei zayavi. I didn't really get into this two levels of shalom, but it's not negei so much. Aliyos v'yiridos. Is there's two ways you can make peace between God and the world? One is by you refine the elements of the world and you bring them up towards godliness. Another way is by bringing Hashem down. It's two ways. I'm not, not negei so much for this moment. Shal yadei zayavi al beis avi. Through this, we come back to our Father's house. Who is that? This is the laughter and the pleasure. That's going to be when Mashiach will come. On the day when it's completely Shabbos and rest. Why? What does it have to do with Shalom? Because the whole idea of Shalom is to is to connect two opposites. Ayn Shamba beer, then look later in the beer. In the, after this mimer, there's a beer also, an explanation, where we explains very. And thoroughly, this idea of shalom of peace of two opposites. 
Now definitely, Bechol Shabbos, and that, that's what it says in the Alter Rebbe's mind. That comes, and he says, in every Shabbos, there is a ray from what is going to be revealed in Yom Shekulei Shabbos. Every Shabbos is a little bit of the, of the future Shabbos. Ella, when Mashiach will come, the difference is not only that then it's going to be for the whole world and now it's only in a little piece, but it's more than that. When Mashiach will come, because everything in the world is going to be rectified already, it's going to be this great laughter and unification is going to be fully revealed that everybody's going to feel it, even animals are going to feel it. As we know that animals will lose their predatory nature. Animals, it says, the lion will, will, will live with, the, with the, the, the wolf and the, and, the, and the sheep will be together. The, the, the nomer and the whatever, all, all the animals. Even a snake and children will play. There won't be any more animosity in the world. There won't be competition. Everything's to be unified with the Abishter. That means even the animals will feel it. It will be fully, fully revealed in the world. Gam bechitzainius. Chitzainius means in the most outer crust of existence, it will be sensed. This tremendous unification and harmony with God. The Achshav, and now, on every Shabbos, it's also there. But it's Bepchenas Makif, means it's hovering above us. It's, it's above, it's aloof, it's outside of our consciousness, but it's there. In a sense, so, but a Makif, you can also affect, affect you. That's where we all feel a little bit more synchronized on Shabbos, a little more unified on Shabbos. But, but still, it's not, we don't feel it so strongly because it's in a little way. So now he's going to explain how the Vayetze Yaakov refers to every Shabbos, the weekday. So the avoid of going to Charon, going to Charon is during the six days of the week. Yaakov of the world of Atzilus. And in a sense, who is that? It's the Shechina, but it's also each and every one of us. We're all the Yaakov of Atzilus. And if we're in Atzilus, we should only be busy thinking of Atzilus. Atzilus, Atzilus is all the Olakus. We shouldn't be involved with worldly things. Shabbos, we're completely immersed in holiness. Comes the weekday, we got to deal with the harshness of life, with the reality, the outside world, the bills, the emails, business, customers, clients, Employers, employees. Pchenas Yaakov Shabbatzilus. So Yaakov of Atzilus goes down where? Libya. You go down. Bia is, is an acronym for the three lower worlds. Bria, Yitzir, and Asiya. So we descend into the into the world. And what's our job in the world? So the Tzemach Tzedek says, Levader Birudim. To do a birur. The only reason we're coming into the world is to purify the world to do a, to a fixing a purification in the world where there it explains how the Jew on Shabbos he's called Yisrael and during the week he's called Yaakov and he's going down to wrestle with the world now he the Tzemach Tzedek adds maybe we can say where is Yaakov going out from He's leaving the world of Shabbos. And where is he going? Into the week. Why is Be'er Sheva Shabbos? Because Be'er means the, the well, the spring. Sheva of seven. So Shabbos is the seventh day. 
The ayin bekavones hakiddush, the Shabbos nisker be'er. In the kavana of kiddush of Shabbos, it mentions be'er. That means in the kavanas ariza, in the mystical um, um, uh, meditations that are given that one should think during kiddush, it mentions something about the be'er that the kiddush is associated with a be'er, with a spring, with a well. So you see that, that what he's saying is not just Sheva. Sheva seven is Shabbos. But Be'er is also related to Shabbos. Vigam Kedusha Rabbah. That's Kedusha Friday night. Shabbos day is called, we also know, Shabbos day, the Kedush is called Kedusha Rabbah, the big Kedush. Why is it the big Kedush? It's called the big Kedush because we make only a tiny Kedush. Because we only say one Pasuk. Just like a blind person we refer to in Torah as a saginor, someone who sees really well. Or rather, he has a lot of light. That's what we say. Saginor, he has a lot of light. So to the small Shabbos Kiddush, which is only, all it is is Bayer Priyagafen, really in essence, is called the Big Kiddush. But al Kapanam, the deeper reason it's called the Big Kiddush is because the word Rabbah, if you rearrange the letters, is the word Be'er. So you see, Be'er is associated with Shabbos. So it says in Priyat Chaim from the Arizal that Rabba is Be'er. Also in Avoida. What's the main Avoida of Shabbos and, and, and of Shabbos? What's the main service of Shabbos? The main Avoida of Shabbos is, the main Avoida of Shabbos is, Moichin and Midois. Think about it. During the weekday, what are we doing? We're plowing the world. We're dealing with a rough world. We're, fight, we're, we're fighting the klippa. We're... Shabbos is mainly about davening. Learning and davening. That's what you're supposed to do on Shabbos. Pray and study. It's the of the moyach and the of the leif. Davening is the service of the heart main. Learning is the service of the mind. Or davening itself. There's first a part of it when you're meditating on. It's the mind and then the heart. Moicha v'liba, that's Shabbos. Be'er Sheva is going to explain means the brain and the heart. How can one Be'er Sheva mean the brain and the heart? Because he says an interesting thing. He says there are two people that named Be'er Sheva, Be'er Sheva. One is Avram and the other one is Yitzchak. Um, in Parshas, let me show you where it is. By Avram Avinu, when they made a when he made a a, a bris with Avimelech, in the end of Parshas Vayera, here it says, in the end of Parshas Vayera, Al Kain Karalamakamahu Be'er Shava, Kisham Nishbu Shneim, because both of them had an oath. That's over here. Then we have later by Yitzchak. Parshas told us. Vahi bayoy mahu vayivayu avde Yitzchak vayigidul al oides abe'er ashachafar v'yemle. Avayikra oisay shvua al kain shema ir be'er sheva adayoy mazeh. So the same place is called two times be'er sheva. So he's going to explain the reason why it has two names be'er sheva is because be'er sheva is either referring kabbalistically, it's either referring to bina or it's referring to malchus. Bina is called Be'er Sheva. 
because she is the be'er, she is the well that feeds the seven midos. She's the mother of the six emotions and malchus, which is the seventh. So she's called be'er because she's the source of the midos. Malchus is called be'er sheva because all the midos flow into malchus. She's the seventh and she's makabal, everything from. Malchus is be'ikr, the heart. And bina is the moach. So therefore, in Be'er Sheva itself, you have Moyach and Leif. Mind and heart. What is the Avodah of Shabbos? Moichin and Midas. And where are we during the week? If we're in the mind over here on Shabbos and in the heart, where are we during the week? During the week we get stuck in the throat. In the narrow passageway. Garon. And that's where all the Klippa is. Paro is right over here, and inside are the three, pa- the three, the three, um, the three pipes that are there. One is a blood vessel, which is the main artery that runs through from the head down. I forgot what it's called, that artery. You know, it's a fancy name. Then there is another, is the esophagus, and then was the food pipe, and then there's the tra- tra- trachea, and the trachea is the the, the food pipe. So what's the... The trachea is the windpipe. And the esophagus is the food pipe. And then, there is the blood, and then there is the blood artery. These three pipes, these three pipes that are... It's good that Hashem... It's good that Hashem is into cosmetics. That He covers it all up. He doesn't leave the pipes exposed. Because really what the, really what the person is, is three hoses... That go right down. That's really what counts. Just as just for cosmetic purposes, God puts around, you know, a nice coating. But in any case, these three um, pipes are the three ministers of Pharaoh. Three cliffs. You know, when we enter, whoever thought of that? When we enter into Mitzrayim, who are the first people we meet? Whenever we go to Mitzrayim, we meet Sarah Mashkim, Sarah Oifim, Sarah Tabachim. Strange people. Like, who cares about them? And why are the big... It's like, why are the big ministers in Mitzrayim? One is a baker, one is a... Uh, and, and the answer is, they represent... Basically, we're into eating, we're into all the other blood, we're, we're, we're into the physical passions, which is the blood pipe, and so on and so forth. And what do these things do? They take us into... They, they disconnect us from mind and heart, from a deeper source. That's, so that's cool. During the week, we're in Garain, and Garain can become Charain. Charein is the same gematria as Garein. So that's the weekday. Weekday we go down. Where does Yaakov go? He goes to the Charein. He goes to the, to the Garein. But on Shabbos, where are we? In the Moyach and in the Leif. Vayetze Yaakov me Be'er Sheva. Yaakov leaves Be'er Sheva. Vayela Charon, now I get stuck in the pipe. Why? But that's the Avoda, because in that clogged narrowness of this, of this dark world is where we have to make we have to unclog and create the connection between the mind and the heart and so on and so forth. Okay, let's read it inside. Um, in the Torah it mentions two times, That's why it's called Be'er Sheva. Bina is called Be'er Sheva. First of all, Bina is a chafira. It's a dugout. The hakeli. And it's a keli. 
First of all, why is it called a, a well? Because Bina is a recipient. She's, it's female Bina. She's a recipient. And the flow of Chachma, Chachma's masculine light, flows into her. So the waters of Chachma flow in Bina. Pchenaz Bittl, which is Bittl. What's Chachma? Chachma's Koachma, the waters of Bittl, flow in Bina. Ki Abba ve'ima, because father and mother, who are father and mother? Chachma and Bina are called father and mother. Hemtrein Reyin, they're two friends that never separate. We're gonna, this is a very important idea that we're going to see in the Maimur a little further up, that the, the Chachma and Bina Sfirot are never separated. They're always together. If Chas Fashon, they would separate, then the worlds would cease to exist. The lower Sfirot, um, the, the Ze'er Anpin, the six emotions, with Malchus are not always together. They're, they have a time when there's Zivug, time when they're intimate and they're unified with each other, time when they're, when they're, when they're separated. We'll see soon what that psychological, what spiritually, what that means. But Abba ve'ima chachmem bina always together. Terrain reyend aloy misparsh. Nekuda behechala. It's called a nekuda, the point in the hechal. Let me just explain just very briefly. Bina is what? Bina is, chachma is the, when, you, when you're learning something, what's the chachma? Chachma is the point. The, the seed of the whole idea. What's Bina. Bina is the, the whole development, the whole development, the whole structure. When you, you take an idea and you completely develop and understand it thoroughly with all of its details, all of its ramifications, all of its consequences, all of its applications, and you can, and you can make it bigger and bigger and bigger. One thought, for example, you take one idea and you explain four, four stories in the Torah with that one idea. Like I did before, I told you how Yitzhak and Yaakov, one of them has one Yudkei Vavke, the other has eight, and I explained the story in the Gemara with it, and explain it's all the Bina, you're all fleshing out. But there's one Nakuda. What's the Nakuda? That the point is that there is a transcendental pleasure that's derived from the work that we do in the darkness. That, that's the Chachma. And then there's the Bina, all the nice Torah that we can say around it. So we know like this. If you don't have Bina, and you only have a point but you don't have any details to it, what happens to the Chachma? If you, if, you, if you have a flash of a concept and you, don't, you lose it, it dissolves, it goes back into nothingness. That's why if you had a, whenever you have a, a create, creative moment, if you don't immediately write it down or, or put it into vessels, into containers, it falls away. Because you can't have an akuda, you can't have a point without a Hechal. You need to have a Hechal. On the other hand, when you have a bunch of words, a bunch of 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 of, of kalim, but there's no point, then it doesn't have a kiyam, it's nothing. It's like sometimes you have a baldarshan. You have people that are baldarshan, and they'll give a drasha for a whole hour. And they'll darshan to you medrish and stories and all kinds of things, but there was like no one theme or a point that ran through it. And it's just, it's like, but I mean, it's nice, but there's no like, there's no like, ah, what's the Nakuda? What's the point in the whole thing? There has to be a Nakuda. Nakuda behechala. And Nakuda in the hechala. So that's Bina, Bina. Bina. Why she called Be'er Sheva? So now that explains why Bina is a Be'er. Because she's receiving the, the waters of Chachma. But why is she called Be'er Sheva? Because she's a mocker to the seven Midas. 
But these are the levels of the midos of the intellect. Meaning these midos are not yet emotions in the heart. Being that it's still in the bina, we kinds of midos of them. They're the midos of the mind. It's the mind is, is saying you should love. It's not real love. It's not real emotion. What's an ayin rabasi? In Shema, we have a big ayin. The big ayin shows on, the reason why it's not a regular, ayin is 70. So that's referring to the seven midos. And each one has 10 inside of them. So it's 7 times 10 is 70. But why isn't it a regular ayin? Why is it a large ayin? Because it's not the emotions in their place. It's the emotions when they're still in the mind. And they're much higher then. So it's a large ayin. The Shema, the Ayin Rabasi of Shema. Vizel Be'er Sheva, that's Be'er Sheva, the first Be'er Sheva. The Gabay Avram, that's Avram's Be'er Sheva. Why? Because when you take a look at the word Avram, Avram is a channel for Chachma. If you take the word Avram and you, and you split the word Avram, you get the word Ever Ma. What's Ever Ma? Ever means he's a conduit, he's a limb. Ma. For koyach ma, the power of bittel, that's what chachm is. Chachm is the power to see God's emes. Ma, total bittel. And he, but what does chachm do? What does Avram do? He brings the, the ma into bina. He channels it into the be'er shema. The abeis, what's the second level of be'er shema? Malchus is also called be'er shema. Why? She receives from the seven midas. Uba avoida and in avoida. Who alive? It's the heart. Shuhu keli, which is a keli, le gilu yazayan midoy shebalev. To the seven midoys of the heart. Kamashikasa betoira or parshas tetzave, haposik zacher damolik. So that's the avoida of Shabbos, where you're working with your moyach and your lave, you're in the air shava. Omnam vaye le charana. What does it mean that you go to charan? Wehelam amidoys. Suddenly all the godly midoys get concealed. The meitzer hagora, and you get stuck in the in the throat. Sheshamu pchenasar hamashkin. That's what I was telling you earlier. Over there, you encounter all the tithes of the world, all the pleasures, all the distractions, all the lusts and desires, and and appetites, and and and, and fears, and insecurities, and laziness, and then all the other, all the other uh, whatever stuff. Kisar hamashkin. That's the minister of the the of the of the of the, the bartender, the one in charge. Sara oifim v'sara tabachim. Shubchenaz veshet, veshet is the esophagus. Vivridin is the blood, the blood, the blood vessel. Shehemein kol tanugayoy lamazet. These are all the pleasures of the world. Umachshavaisav, and the barrage of constant distracting thoughts of earning a living and the like. Shehema moinim giloy. These are things that do not allow the, 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 to have holy, godly emotions. Umavdilin ben oira shem shebemoyach. Between your knowledge that you know, a person has a lot of godly knowledge in their mind, but it cuts it off. And then you should feel it in your heart. These are the two Be'er Shevas. But what's the point of it? Now why do we get during the weekday, why do we run away from our break, from our Moyach and our Leiv? And we get into this in order to fix to subdue, and to transform, from darkness to light. And this creates a great pleasure. And then the Charon becomes a song. I will return to my father's house. 
וזהו בחינה שבס, וזה שבס. שבס הוא גילוי תאינו גאליין. שבס זה הרבלציה של הסופרנל פלאז'ר. כמו שכוסף לייקט סייז, וקרוסו לשבס אוינג. You should call out to Shabbos, Oineg delight. And here's an amazing other thing. Shabbos is a day of pleasure, which we're supposed to may have pleasure on Shabbos, because it's God's pleasure. But also, V'gam b'chinas rina. Shabbos is also a time for singing. Ki mitzvah l'shoirer b'shabbos. It's a mitzvah to sing on Shabbos. Shabbos is a mitzvah to sing. The Arizal says that the main thing to do on Shabbos is to sing. The rina is the song. Why? The song of Shabbos is not from Shabbos. It's because of the conversion of the week. It's whatever we converted during the week into holiness that sings on Shabbos. K'moshekosa b'kizvi ha'riza. Ki ha'shir hu Allah melmata l'mayla. When you're singing, you're being, you lift, when a person's, when you sing a nigan in shul, what does it do? It raises it, or you sing zmiris at home, you're singing a song. It lifts everybody up to a higher place. Allah, it's elevation. And that's what Shabbos is. Shalakach b'Shabbos, Shu'aliyas Oilamayis. Shabbos is the time of the elevation of worlds. Tzarech liyos b'chenashir. There has to be the song, Verina and song. V'oyminim b'Shabbos, Mizmar. And that's why in Shabbos we say a special Mizmar. Ranenu tzadikim. Let the righteous sing. I am b'zoya truma daf kuflai lamed zayin on the base. Fine. V'nei Allah zud Shabbos. Now this elevation that happens on Shabbos. Well, base Avi, it's to my father's house. Pchenas Yitzchak. We're being rising up to Yitzchak. Why does it have to do? Because Shabbos is pleasure. And pleasure is associated with the deepest... We know that about ten spheres. You with me? Ten spheres. And above the ten spheres is what's called Keser. Keser is not part of the ten spheres. In Keser... There is the lower part of Keser called Erech Anpin, and the higher part of Keser called Atik Yonim. Erech Anpin, which means translated as the long face, and the higher part of Sha- uh, the higher part of um, of Keter, the more inner part of Keter, which is really one with the Ein Sof, is called Atik Yomin, the Ancient of Days. Atik Yomin, Ancient of Days. So we say like this: in every Every um, attribute is associated with a certain, a certain uh, element that we can relate to from our soul, because we're created in the image. So, Chachma bin Adas, for instance, is we can understand what our Chachma is, what our Bina is. What's Keser? So Keser, the external part of Keser is associated with Ratzon, with will. The Pneumius of Keser is associated with Tainuk, pleasure. So God's pleasure is called Atik, Atik. Shabbos, which is a day of pleasure. What do we say by all the meals? What is the Arizal Institute that we should say by all the meals? Askinu Sudasa. I'm preparing a table. And we say over there, Va'atika Kadisha. In every meal we mention Atika Kadisha. Who's joining us for the meal. That means atik, It means God's pleasure is being revealed. That's the idea of Atika Kadisha. And all... From which one of our forefathers is related to Atika Kaddish? Primarily Yitzchak. That's why Yitzchak is the time of delight. Where do we see that? Because we know that there's... What comes from Atik, from that highest, deepest place? Do. Do comes from Atik. 
the Zohar, there's an expression called Tala denotic denotif ma'atika. That there is dew that drips from atika, from atik. Who is the one who blesses the blessing of dew? Yitzchak. Yitzchak tells Yaakov when he comes in, and we know that those were the highest blessings in the Torah. That's why there was such a skirmish, such a fight to get the blessings last week in the Torah portion between Yitzchak and, and Yaakov. They were fighting ferociously to get it. Yaakov had to deceive his brother. It can only come to him through deception. It wasn't simple. Because Yitzchak's blessings are higher than Avram's blessings. They're higher than Yaakov's blessings. They're higher than Moshe's blessings. The highest blessings in the Torah Yitzchak's blessings. And what has he opened up his blessing? from the dew of the heaven it's referring to the dew that comes from Atika that's why Shabbos so Shabbos is primarily Yitzchak's day because Shabbos is drawn the dew that comes from Atika this comes from Yitzchak it says by the blessing of Yitzchak Yitzchak from the door of the heaven. Because Yitzchak. Now, you'll ask a question. Yitzchak is Gevura. What does Yitzchak have? Avram is Chesed. Yitzchak is Gevura. What does Yitzchak have to do with, at, with, at, with Keser? Keser is much higher than, this, than, than Chesed and Gevura. Keser is, doesn't have. The whole point of Keser is it doesn't have any spheres in it. It's, it's not defined by any definitions. It's Ein Sof. Especially Atik. Atik Yoimen means, see, Erech Anpin, which is the lower part of Keser, even though there are no Chesed there or Gevura, but it's a source for Chesed and Gevura. That's why it's called the long face. On the one hand, it's long, it's Ein Sov. But on the other hand, it's already a face. There's at least already a, 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 a Shoirish for Sphiris. But Atik Yoimen means it's Netak, it's removed from Yoimen, Yoimen are the Sphiris, from any kind of revelation. So there's no Sphiris there. So what's Yitzchak, whose Indian is Gevura, what does he have to do with Atik? And the answer is, Yitzchak is not plain Gevura, he's Gevura is the Atik. He's the Gevura from the level of Atik. In At- How can you say Gevura in Atik? If Atik Yoimen means it's Netak from Gevura, so what does Chasidah say? What it's a Shairish Lishairish, it's a mocker to a mocker to and obviously it explains a great length how it's different, why it's not really called the source. But still. So that's the shayish. Ki Yitzchak hu gvura is ta'atik yoyim, and Yitzchak is the gvura is ta'atik. Ha-meslabish b'moyach stima, that's too much to explain tonight, that enclothes itself in the moyach stima, in, in, in the chachma that's in keser, chachma of erech anpin, shu b'chinaz tala de bedulcha. That's a concept in, in, in it speaks about in Zohar, it's the crystal dew. The Zell, that's very, very high. And that's why Yitzchak is associated with this internal deep pleasure. And Shabbos, this is revealed. The Zell, and this is so high, Heramaisa. This level is so high, the Giloy of Shabbos, the Giloy of Yitzchak, the revelation is so high. It's far transcending the Yudke Vavke, the tetragrammat. Because we know that the Yud Kevavke is associated with what? With the ten spheres. Yud is Chachma, He is Bina. Well, this is beyond it. So, what does Yaakov Avinu say? When Yaakov is davening that he wants to return to his father's house, he says, Vishafti Bisholim al Beis Avi, I'll return 
in peace to my father's house, which means I'll return to Yitzchak, I'll return to the Shabbos experience unharmed. Quite on the contrary, Bisholim, I will bring and have made peace between all the parts of the world that I got involved with to convert them. That's what he did. He took Lavan's sheep that were Lavan's sheep and he made them into his sheep, sheep of holiness. He took Lavan's daughters. Lavan is screaming later in the Parsha, you thieve, you, you robbed me from everything. And Ravan says, your, your daughter, the girls are mine, your daughters are mine. And my grand, they're mine. And, my, and the sheep is mine. You've taken everything from me, it's all mine. And, but yeah, that's what the Jew's job in this world, is to take everything from the whole world and make it godly. Not to rob the world, but to take it and make it holy. Make it, make, make it Kedusha. So that means making peace, taking the world, making peace. So when Yaakov comes back, Veshafti Bishalim El Base Avi, what's Base Avi? Base Avi is the Atik, the Gevura, the intense experience of delight. That's Gevura the Atik, the experience of godly pleasure and delight that the Abishta feels when Mashiach comes. And that revelation is so high, much deeper than Yudke Vavke. What does he say a minute later? Vahaya Hashem Li Lelokim. What does it mean? Simply means God will be my God. What's the deeper meaning? I will be so high when I'm in my father's house. I will be so high that Havaya, which is Ein Sof, is going to be considered Elokim, which is small, constricted. In other words, since I'm going to be connected to a level beyond, see, today's day is like this. We're, we receive from the name of Elokim, Moichem the Katnus, very, very constricted. We know that in the higher worlds, there is Giloy of Havaya. That's where it's Havaya is ain't sof. Hoya hoya Time, past, present, and future. So Lukim is constriction, Havaya. But to the level of Atika, for the level of Atik Yoman is just so high, which is the level of Yitzchak, base Avi, is so high that even Havaya is considered Elokim. Because Havaya too is letters, it's Yud, K, Vav, K, spheroids, attributes. Compared to Keser, the spheres of Atzilus are very constricted. To us, Atzilus is beligvul, is ain't sof. But to, to Keser, all the spherot are all child's play. They're all, they're all nothing. So that's what he's saying. I'm going to transcend Havaya. Like it says, What do we say on Shabbos? Al Hashem. On, above. Al means above. Avaya, on a level above Yudkevavke. Lamaila Mashem Avaya, higher than Shem Avaya. Vegam Nikra Shabbos Lahavaya. Which I'm not sure what he wants by that. It means either Shabbos Lahavaya means Shabbos, that Avaya stops, it shavas, it ends, because it's a giloy higher than Avaya, or that Havaya itself returns. I'm not exactly sure what he means by this. Now, in order to be able to change so quickly, now realize, Mela, when it's going to happen after Mashiach comes, it's also going to be awesome. It's going to be unbelievable that us, who enjoy pizza, and all the other stuff that is so exciting to us, for us to be able to turn and start and becoming so unified with the Eberster's infinite pleasure, and it should happen overnight, which might happen any day, it just might happen, for sure is going to happen. It's like, wow, that transition is crazy. But, but at least we've been working 6,000 years. But for this to happen after every week, we go from... We go from the lowest of the low during the week. And suddenly, we're whisked up to the high. We're whisked up not only into godliness of the spiritual worlds, 
which we go up to Atsilus, we go higher than Atsilus, we go higher than Yutke Vavke, us to Sanegalavaya. How does a Jew go up from so low to so high? So, in order to have this Aloma, Matalamaila, Lamaila, Kol Kach, that's the magic of Shabbos, which has the power of peace. That's the ability of making peace. What's peace? Peace combines two opposites. The point of the greatest godly concealment on one minute, and a minute later, greatest godly revelation. That's why Friday night, what do we say? But how do we do that? Because we converted the lowest of the low to the highest of the high. The moment we take the lowest of the low and use it for godliness, and we turn it around, we reveal the highest of the high, which is the Abish's pleasure and delight that he gets. Like remember we said about the parrot, we get the laughter. Let me ask you, the king's laughter, which is, represents the pneumiastic pleasure of the king, what does that have to do with a parrot? The parrot is so far from it. Even people are far from the king's inner world. And how far is a parrot? But still, the parrot evokes it. So the moment we take the, the lowest of the low and convert it to Godly, we reveal the Pneumia Satayna, which reveals itself on Shabbos, but it hap- it's stimulating in the week. Oh, so, so that's the ultimate peace. The ultimate chibur of Maris Tachtoin, the lowest of the low with the highest of the high. That's why we say Shalom Aleichem, peace on you on Shabbos, because we just now accomplished the greatest peace. Right when we're entering into that, and now why dafka before the meal? Because the meal of Shabbos is the time of the Hizgalos, of the divine pleasure. That's why we're supposed to have gefilte fish and everything else that is pleasurable on Shabbos. All the, all the pleasure, it's not meant to be physical pleasure. It's meant to be pleasure in God, in the Ebishter, the Tainuga Elian, that's what it is. It materializes in the physical food. Why? Because the physical became a keli for the spiritual. So in your food is enclosed atika, panemius atik, in the physical food on Shabbos. Unbelievable, it's crazy. But that's what it is. Shalom Aleichem. And there's an ultimate harmony between the lowest to the low and the highest to the high. But we say dafka by the meal, but the night of Shabbos. V'shaych is p'chinezulam what a, so good, that's our peace. What does that have to do with angels? Come on, and, and the reason it has to do with the angels is as it says, states in Torah or Pasha's Vayeshev. But if Ramaschal Koy Omar Mahalchem, Hashem says, Venasati Mahalchem, I will make you into walkers between these standing beings. So there he explains that the Malachim are called standing beings, stationary beings. Because their avoda keeps them in one place. They're stagnant. Even though they grow the Malachim, but their growing is all in a very angels, even though they grow in their connection to God, but it's in a very step-by-step, gradual ascent, and therefore they're considered stationary beings, standing beings. They're not really considered movements. An example to that. A good teacher, that's a kindergarten teacher, Rabbi Chapnik, for instance, and he's teaching the boys, the olive base, he can tell you exactly what the kid is going to look like in eighth grade. He's been there, he knows, he's seen them. So he, he can see. I know the kids, this kid is quick, grasping, boom, boom, boom. I mean, most of the time, not saying. And he knows, well, get to eighth grade, he'll be able to get Gemara the same way he gets the olive base. He's just building steps. 
That's called gradual ascent. You go, you go through from first grade to second grade. Right? In a sense, you can already predict. But then there's a chiddush. There's someone who like you couldn't believe it, and, kid, and suddenly something happened, a total turnaround, and he's a combat. It's a baltruva. It's like a total new, a new, a new thing. You can't. That kind of wild, complete transformation is not shaykh by the malach, by the angels. Only souls are able to make jumps and leaps, go from the lowest to the low, to the highest to the high, only nishams. But it says in that mimer, that's what it means, you, I will make you as mahalchem, as goers, between those who stand. But it says in that mimer, it says an interesting thing. Even though the nishamah's souls are much higher than angels, but still, we receive, since we're in bodies, and, our, and angels are not in bodies, or even if they are in bodies, their bodies are very, very refined. They're not coarse bodies. So therefore, they have a certain spiritual capacity that we don't have. Or I should say, rather, a, a, a more elevated consciousness, a much higher elevated consciousness. And they assist us. How do they assist us? So he says, The souls, the Jewish neshamas, receive their empowerment from the angels. To fix the animal soul. What does that mean? I'll share with you an interesting thing. In davening, we spend a good portion of the davening Every day, daily prayer. In, in after Baruch Hu, we speak about the way the angels praise Hashem. Talking about all the angels, the whole part of that before the Shema, that whole part is talking about the angels. And the question is, I mean, it's nice that the angels praise and sing God, what does it do with us? Like, why are we talking about their song? So it's explained like this. Part of our avoda is not just that our soul should cleave to God, but that our body should also cleave to God. And to get our body to cleave to God, we have to convince the operator of the body, okay, the one who the chauffeur who drives the body around. Okay, you have a soul. But who is the operator of the body? The engine of the body. That's our animal soul. Our animal soul is not interested in the. He's not interested in anything that the soul is interested in. The animal soul is interested in having a good time. Let's party. That's all the animal soul wants. It wants whatever it can. It wants physical pleasures and enjoyments, physical prestige, honor, recognition, power, money, good food, good time, good partying. That's all it wants. It ain't interested in cleaving to God and spiritual. It doesn't care about it. So now you have to get it. You have to you get the animal soul on board. Now, getting the animal soul on board doesn't only mean silencing the animal soul. Doesn't mean that when you, whenever it has a negative urge, desire, and it wants to go out of whack and drive the body into a suicidal activity to get the body to do something really dangerous and bad, so you harness it, you stop it. Because then all you did was you shushed it. You didn't change it. It just, that's not the point. It's like a teacher who has a kid in the class who's a massive troublemaker. So there's one level of teacher who's able to take control and silence that kid, put him in his place. 
No other teacher is able to do it. This is a master teacher, puts the kid in space, he neutralizes that boy and keeps him quiet and the kid behaves. It's a real accomplishment. All the other kids in the class can learn. But for this kid, you didn't do anything. All you did was you kind of suppressed him and that's it. The ultimate teacher is the one who can somehow get this kid who is totally all over the place totally not interested in any kind of learning and so on and so forth and somehow find a way to get this kid interested in the studies and put him on the path of, of, of development and growth that's, that's the job so our job is to get our animal soul rectified and elevated problem is if our animal soul has zero interest in spiritual matters you're trying to you know like why would you why is it's like trying to sell burritos to an Eskimo Eskimos don't eat burritos. They don't know what that is. The animal salvation... That's a good one. I never thought of that one. Burritos to an Eskimo? Okay. In any case, so how do you do that? How do you do that with the, with the animal soul? And the answer is, by tracing the... This is Gavaldic. By tracing the animal soul to its source. See, our godly soul, we know, has a very, very high spiritual source. But our animal soul is also not, also has a nice yichus. It doesn't have the same yichus like the neshama that's a part of God from above. Our animal soul is a spirit. It's an animal. And you know where it comes from? You know what its grandfather is? A great, 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 spiritual grandfather? Are the spiritual angels above that are called the supernal beasts, supernal animals. Supernal beasts, the supernal beasts. Because we know in the chariot there's a face of an ox, a face of a lion. Now even though we're talking about two different lions and two different animals, we're talking about a, the, the malachim, we talk about malach michoel, malach gavriel, lion, ox, these are, these, are soul, these are souls that are burning up for God. How in the world does it have a relationship to our animal soul? The answer is the reason why the angels are called animals, even though they're very sophisticated beings is because primarily they function on instinct. They're instinctive beings. Their instincts are all holy. So whatever they do is instinctive. Like animals are also saying. Humans are reflective. We act based on, we appreciate, we understand, we, 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 and then we make a decision on what's the right way to act. But an animal acts by instinct. Angels above are instinctively holy. That's their natural instinct. So, but here's the thing. When the angels above descend from world to world, from level to level, they remain with the same instinct. And what's the instinct? To be drawn intensely to what? To that which is good. Up there, they're inst- it's clear that God is good. So they're instinctively godly. When, they, when the worlds get darker and darker and darker, and you still have this instinctive being that gravitates to what's, to what's good, when it gets denser and denser and denser, and then cheesecake starts looking good, instead of God, geez, so then the same instinctive behavior goes to the cheesecake. So when you want to get your animal soul back on track, you have to help your animal soul appreciate 
that it's real instinctive connection towards all these physical pleasures, it's really rooted in the instinct of its great, 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 grandfather up there that is instinctively pulling towards holiness and godliness. Now this is not so much a calculation more than it is a natural effect. When we think about the avoda, we meditate on the avoda of the malachim, it somehow impacts our animal soul to be able to come on board as well. That's what it means that the malachim help us in our job in making peace in the world. See, making peace in the world, making this world connected to God, begins with making yourself connected to God. You can't fix the world until you fix yourself. So first you've got to work on your own animal soul, on each and every one of us. How do we fix our animal soul? We need to derive the energy from the angels above, from their service, from their love to God. We can derive, bring it down to our animal soul that it too should love Hashem, and change it and rectify. That's the reason why the angels are called those who assist us in making peace. Because they assisted us in making peace, so we have to give them a blessing on Friday night for their assistance. In Shalom, we give Shalom back to them. So that's what he's saying. In the beginning, the souls of the Jewish people receive the power from the angels to rectify the animal soul because the root and the source of excavation of the animal soul is from the holy beasts of the chariot but here's the thing angels because their service to God is instinctive they have no connection to what they're not the parrot they don't have that ability to make God laugh so therefore those angels are what they, 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 they're very very holy but they remain kind of stuck in their world what do we do because we, however, since we have the battle and the conflict, and we take dark things and we convert it to holiness, so then we have an infinite elevation, so we empower the angels also to come along for the ride. So, they give the malachim also, that's what it means, they make the malachim also be malachim. That's the meaning of an doesn't only mean I will make you Nishamis be Mahalchim. No, you Nishamis will make the angels who assisted you to be the Mahalchim that the angels will be Mahalchim, will be movers amongst those that are really on their own, their stationary beings. To cause them to be elevated. Whether the power to go infinite or up or down, it's all coming from the neshamas. Ayin shal. V'zehu sh'oyimim shalom aleichem lahamalachim. That's why we say shalom aleichem to the angels. Shemamshichem behem we draw into them ha'hiluch the movement. Shazehu ayadei b'china shalom. This too is through shalom. In other words, this that they can. This is through the shalom that we've accomplished. Once we, 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 we now gave the Malachim a tremendous boost, then what are they going to do? They're going to be more empowered to help us out next week. Shabbos, we're the big, we're the big movers and shakers.
Because Shabbos, we're released from our entrapment and we soar up infinitely. And we even bring the angels with us. But on the weekdays, we, we shrink to become tiny little ants back in this world. And now we suddenly need the angels again to help us out. So that's what happens. So now, now the angels then give koach to us. And that's the meaning. We're asking the angels, bless us to peace. Give us the ability for next week to do the avodah in the next week's job to bring peace and harmonize the world with Hashem. Okay. So tool here, the mimer is easy. Now the mimer becomes completely cryptic. Meanwhile, let's take a break. And let's see if we're going to go where far we're going to go. This is really amazing stuff, but it's very cryptic. So we'll see. We'll see what's going to happen. First, we're going to go eat some cake. Seven layer cake. L'chaim. That's why we're going to see soon that he learns a whole complete different pirush. That these malachim, I'll tell you right now, these malachim that assist us during the week, they're called malachi asharis. What we're inviting now in is a whole new level of malachim. These are malachim that help us in our avodah of shalom on Shabbos, which is a whole different avodah during the weekday. They're also assisting us, but the malachim, and they're not called malachi hashares, they're called malachi And the bracha that we get from them, barcheinu l'shalom, is not for the weekday. He, even though he mentions here, but then he's, it's for the avodah of Shabbos. And, but through their bracha that they give us, the Megal and the Shamas really are always higher than the Malachim. They help us activate a certain Nekuda inside of us that's deeper than the Malachim, and then we bless them back, and that's Tzeschem L'Shalim. That's us giving the Malachim back an empowerment from the Shorish of the Shamas, which is higher than the angels. That's basically the idea that he's going to explain. Okay, let's try a little more. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not guarantee how much we're going to do, but let's see. It's a little... Um, Now, the Malachim switch, as I said earlier, in the first stanza, they're called Malachi Asharis, and then they're changed and they're called Malachi Asharim. So look, Bizoar, Bizoar, Shinpei Vayera. I don't know what that means, Shinpei. That Zohar I didn't look up, but the next Zohar. Um, over there it says that Malachim, that it speaks about Malachi Hasholim. And the Zohar asks, aren't, is there any Malachim that are not peaceful angels? So the Zohar says, yeah. <clears throat> there, are, there are angels that are troublemakers, the Zohar says. And who? But the, the the angels that are angels of peace are Mare de Rachmanusa. They are angels of Rachamim, of mercy. And they're called Malachim of peace. Fine. And it says over there, Nun Beis, 
I'm not sure. I'm trying to. I was also trying to figure out. Or is this means nichtav betzida? I don't know. Malachi abba ve'ima. The malachim that are called malachi shalom are the malachim that are the angels that stem from abba ve'ima from father and mother. The idea that we're going to encounter now is an idea as follows. And we know that above in the spheroids are two primarily, primary, primary yechudim. There's one yichud called yichud ava, and there's another yichud called yichud zun. Both of them are a yichud, a unification between male and female. Obviously not in any kind of physical idea. But in a very, very abstract of abstract of abstract of abstract of abstract, infinitely abstract. Um, yet there's a difference between the 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 the, the, the of zuchra v'nukva means the yichud, the unification between the six emotions and malchus. Malchus is female, is nukva. And the yichud ava means the yichud of chachma and bina. And I mentioned to you earlier that chachma and bina, their yichud is constant. And and zuchravinukva the yichud is not constant. Okay. So malache hashares, as we're going to see, those are the lower malachim that are now. When there is a yichud, when there is a zivug, when there is a yichud, it creates offspring. Just like from a intimacy in the physical, it creates children. So when there's a yichud between the the the, the energies above, the spherot above. It brings about creations, angels, and souls. So it says like this: from the very, from the two levels of Yehudim comes different levels of angels. The malachim that are created from the Yehud, from the zivug of Chachme and Bina, are very, very, very spiritual. Those angels, very refined. The malachim that are created, and they're called malachi Hashalayim. The malachim that are created from the zivog of Zuchr Venukva, on a lower level, they're called malachi asharis. Now, in general, we, neshamis, that come into bodies, most of us are called neshamis that are created from the zivog of Zuchr Venukva, from Zun, the lower zivog. That's why. We inhabit chitzonius olamos. We live inside the world, the material world, physical world. We're, we're, we're enclosed in bodies. The, then there are neshamis, and we're impacted by the world. We're impacted by the world. And we have ups and downs. The world and the, and the, 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 the material, the, the, the gashmis, the world, um, that provides, creates, or uh, is a concealment for us. The our neshamas of tzaddikim, that their neshamas come from the yichud of chachma and bina, and they're not a yichud of zuchr v'nukva, just for yichud of chachma and bina. Those neshamis are in a very, very, very spiritual state. 
those neshamas, even when they come down in physical bodies, in order for them to come down into the world, into the creation, they have to go through the Ze'er Anpin, the Zuchar, and the Nukvo, because that's the channel down into creation. But they just pass through it. They're not affected by it. Therefore, they retain and they remain in their sublime spiritual state. And that's why they're able to go up to the higher worlds whenever they want. They pass back up. Because they're not like Rabbi Shmuel Kayin Gadol. They went up there and asked questions and so on. Rabbi Akiva, which they said about him, lays Dame Barnash, he's not a human. You're able to go. Shaman the Balshemtov. He's climbing through all the spiritual worlds. He goes into the Hechal Mashiach. Oh, when he's alive. They're not stuck in the bodies. Their bodies are just, they take it off whenever they want, they put it on whenever they want. Arizal, these very, very super souls. They were in such a state of pure. Then Shamas of Ava coming from Chachmabin. We'll soon see him why. The Nishamas of Zuchra Venukva and Malachim. Which Malachim? The lower Malachim. Malachi Asharis. Are impacted. They come from the Yichud of Zuchra Nukva. And that's why they're far more part of the world. Let me just explain that for a moment. What does these two zivugim mean? The yichud of chachmem bina, the yichud. And why is one constant and one is not constant? Zuchra of nukva is like this. Nukva, malchus is speech. Dibor. And the male, zuchra, is emotion. Emotion. The emotions, the six emotions. And usually what do we do? When a person takes their emotions their excitement, whatever it is, and you convey those emotions in speech. When you speak words of love, or when you speak angry words, or whatever kind of words, you're taking your, there's a zivog happening, of the emotions, of the male ask emotions, are now pouring into the female letters. And that's the unification. Malchus and Zerab. But we know it's not always the case, because we're not always talking. A person can talk, a person cannot talk. And a lot of times your speech, speech, two things. Malchus can exist without the hashpah from Zeir Anpin. And the Zeir Anpin can exist without being mashpiyat to Malchus. Each one can exist expandedly. Let's share, see that in a human being. In a human being, you can have emotions, which you don't express in speech. Usually, when a, usually the more excited you are, it will channel. You can talk about it. That's the way it is. You don't have to. Quite on the contrary, when you have an, a negative emotion, when a person is experiencing anger or something, it's better not to talk about it. You talk about it, what happens? It intensifies, you get even angrier, you get all worked up. Don't talk about it, you calm the emotion down. So the emotions on their own can exist without a female, without a letter. It, can, it, it has its own energy, independent. The same is also words. Words can be, for example, sometimes you're speaking words of intelligence, but there's no emotions there. Just pure, dry intellect. So there's no, there's no zuchra, there's no male in there. Or you can speak stam shtusim. Shtusim means shtuyot. Silliness, there's no content, no emotion, just plain narishka. The speech can exist without, without the emotion flow in it. Right? Now, let's take a look what, what, for a moment. So we're going to apply it up there. Now, 
What does it mean a yichud abba ve'ima chachmem bina? As we mentioned earlier, chachmem is the flash of an idea. See, if bichlau chachmem bina exists in the inner world of the human being, chachmem bina called hanistares, the hidden part. Chachmem bina both in the inside world of the human being. Zuchra and nukva are more the outside world of the human being. Emotion, first of all, even emotion. Emotion takes place inside a person, but emotions is about the outside. Right? If you're loving, you're loving someone other than yourself. You're, you're, if, you're, if you're feeling uh, anger, it's, a, it's about something outside of you. Okay? So the emotions and the are 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 about the outside. Speech is completely outside. You, you totally don't speak speak unless you're speaking to someone. Speech is meant to be a communicator, a means of reaching out. Chachmem Bina is both for the internal, inner world of the human being. Intellect. It doesn't need people, quite on the contrary. It thrives without people. It does better without people. When you're alone, yourself, you can think. That's why people that are more intellectual people tend to be more lonely or not lonely, but they don't care about it. They seem to be more uh, for the stay for themselves. People that are very emotional people are far more social. They need people. Their entire energy is from others. Okay. But let's take a look a minute at the Yichud of Chachmen Bina. The Yichud of Chachmen Bina is that every flash, every first initial germ of a seed of an idea, the Bina is to give it words, kalim. So when Chassidus it's called the Yichud of Chachmem Bino is called Ayin and Yesh. Chachma is called Ayin. Why is it called Ayin? Because Chachma Koyachma. What is it? When you have a flash, what's a flash? It doesn't, it's very abstract. It's very not concrete. It's very up there. It's very fleeting. It's a very, so it's called nothingness. When you take the idea and you anchor it down, and you de- develop it, how it applies to this, and how it applies to that, and how it applies. You're structuring it, so then you're creating it, you're giving it, you're giving it meat and, meat and flesh. Right? You're, you're giving it far more of a substance. That's why bean is called yesh. These two have to always be together. Because if you have a chachma, I mentioned this earlier, if I have a chachma and I don't take it into the bina, the chachma disappears. It, it doesn't have, since it's an energy without a vessel, it will, it will go back into the pre-conscious nothingness. Same as also, as we said before, bina without a content is, is since the whole bina is understanding for yourself to understand something, if there's no point, then rambling is just random. What's, what's rambling? It's just rambling, it's nothing there. Kalim without a without a earth. So it needs the earth to be inside of it. Or else the bina just dissolves. So they both need each other. And that's the meaning is that they're today today in the Lloyd Misparsh and they never separate. Now, applying that to the divine. The Yichud of Zuchra Venukva means that God's emotions are flowing into, into divine speech. And as a result of that, into creation. That kind of a unity, that kind of a unity, is for the sake of the creation of the world. Doesn't happen only. And it's also called ayin and yesh. 
because what? Speech and the consequential world is yesh, is created to be something. A locus, which is the emotions, they're still ayin, nothingness compared, because it ain't sof, it's, it's a yichud of ayin. Both, what I'm saying is that both yichudim, of both uh, Abba and Ima, father and mother, Ava, Chachma, Bina, and Ze'er Anpin and Malchus are both a yichud of ayin and yesh. But, here's the idea. In, in the yichud of Zuchra Venukva, the yesh can exist without the ayin. When there is a zivug between the yesh and the ayin, then the words, you don't hear the words because the words become completely dissolved in the emotion that's pouring. The content of the emotion overpowers the words where you're not even sensing the word. You can hear the, you hear the, the message, the power. The, when the words are messageless, then you hear the words. The chunkiness, the yeshes of the words is much stronger if it's not connected to what? To the male aspect, to the flow of energy, to the emotion. Just hear the words. So when there is a zivug between the ayin and the yesh, then what happens to the yesh? What happens to the yesh? The yesh is in a state of bittal. The yesh, the yesh surrenders to the ayin. It senses the ayin. It's, it's a chibur of ayin and yesh. And the worlds which are created from the dibur, from the speech, sense the divine message that's in the words. And they, they, they're, they're not so yesh's thing. They're not so bigness. They have more bittal. But we know that it's not always the case. Because there are times when what? When... When the yesh and the ayin are not connected, when there's no zivug between malchus and the higher spheres, you have a creation of just words that God has spoken, but no content, no godly content flowing, or at least from the perspective of the creations, there's no godly content. So what do they sense? They sense just the chunkiness of their own existence, and they become so mad. Then all of creation starts becoming what? Very self-centered, self-aware, self, and the world becomes fragmented, disconnected, whatever, disjointed, a messy world. More like we spoke earlier, nichar groini, right, when it's dry. Usually with when a person speaks and there's no emotion, then you get a horse. Usually the moisture creates when there is, when there is an excitement, passion. The higher yichud, we spoke earlier, the yichud of Chachmem Bina is something that's constant and it's something that's private, which means it's needed for, for yourself, not for the outside. So here's the idea. Our avoda during the week, as we said before, is to go down into a world where the worlds are separated from Elokos, at odds with the Abishter. An hour of Oda is to make peace in a place where there is conflict. So who are the ones who can go down to it and actually live in this conflict and, and repair it? The Nishamas. But in order for us to be in that reality, our existence comes from the Yichud of, of Zah and Malchus. And what is our Ravida to take the 
the godliness, we're shluchim, we're, gonna, we're, we're created from this yichud of, of zuchra and nukva, where, where the two are unified, and we're here to translate that unification into the world, to bring the hashpa, the flow of the ayin and the yesh, to keep them together during the week. And we get assistance from who? From the malachim. Which malachim? The lower malachim. The malachim that come from Zuchr v'nukva, and therefore their avoida is to keep this yichud together. What happens on Shabbos? On Shabbos, we ascend from a world that is separated from Elokos, from Gedlach, from a world that is. Everything rises. That means. Oh, I just want to say something. The art tzaddikim, for one moment. What happens when a neshama comes down into this world who's not from the yichud of 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 Zoh and Malchus, which means the neshama comes from the yichud of Abba ve'ima, and Abba ve'ima is where the ayin and the yesh are always joined together. So this neshama, by him, there's no conf, there's no dichotomy. There's never a situation where there is a world separated from its source, from the flow of energy, from the ayin, from the nothingness, from the supernal nothingness. It doesn't exist in this soul. That's why those neshamas, when they come into this world, to them, the whole con- there's no such a thing as getting lost in gashmias. No such a thing as gashmias like carrying them away into their yeshes. To them, every physical thing is only its godly content. Because they're always mechobar, because they're living in the consciousness of Abba and Ima, which are always, ju- always joined. See, the neshamas that are stemming from Abba and Ima live in a state of, it's not, it's not possible for them, for the ayin to not be connected to the yesh. For the nothingness, the primordial nothingness of God, not to be connected to the yesh. Yesh means the somethingness, the concreteness of existence. So to them, it's always attached. But, but they're above the conflict, they're not in the conflict. Because they're, they're, they're above it. They almost don't have a Yetzirah. That's the idea. The, nor, the, the, the rest of us that live in normalcy and a world of temptation and so on and so forth, there is a disconnect. Our avoda is through the struggle that we struggle to unify the two. On Shabbos, we all become, we all rise Tatsilas. And we all rise to a place beyond the conflict, beyond the Yom Shakule Shabbos, as we said earlier. The world, in a sense, is already at peace with God. The Ayan and the Yesh are already connected. What's our Avodah Shabbos? To achieve a higher connection of unity between the Yichod of Chachmah and Bina. For that, we have higher Malachim called Malachim, Malachi Hasholim. They're here to infuse and to enhance this avoida of unification. Here's the thing. The, the unification, it's, it's, it's not anymore a, a state where you're dealing with Alma de Pruda, a world of totally separation. That's only when you're living below Malchus in a world that becomes severed and disconnected. Over there, there's real avoda of connecting, and it's possible there are moments and hours and maybe days of disconnect, and, and we have to constantly work on joining together. In the Shabbos world, we're connected all the time. 
But in that world of connection, there is an enhanced yichud of Chachma and Bina. Where the Chachma should permeate, it's always connected, but we want it to be deeper and stronger and more. So you have Malachim, which are derivatives from this yichud, and they bring to the Nishamas, which are really lower Nishamas, to help them into the full Shabbos experience of the higher Yichud. And they're not called Malachi Ashares, they're called Malachi Hasholim. Because Malachim that Abba and Imar are called Sholim because they're always unified. In Zan and Malchus, there's not always Sholim. They're like a couple that needs to have Sholim bias. We say, bringing peace, is referring to a place where it's possible for them not to have peace. So between Zion and Malchus, it's possible that there is a Shalom bias issue. They're not, they're not always getting along. We have to create peace. We have Var Shalom. We have to bring peace between, between them. Because the Yesh, they're not, always, they're not always into each other. The Malchus sometimes drifts away from and becomes separated. You know, the world's deriving from Malchus become very, very, very disconnected from God. And the Yesh becomes really strong. So he's going to explain like this. Malchus is called Melech. But it's not called Melech HaSholim. Because in Malchus there's not always peace. In Bina, which Bina is a derivative of Chachma, is also called Melech. But Bina is called Melech Shahasholim Shaloi. Shlomah Melech is called Melech Shahasholim Shaloi. It's a difference between David Melech and Shlomah Melech. David Melech is the is the concept of Malchus. That's why David Melech had a lot of wars. He was always he was fighting with the world. The world wasn't completely. The days of Shlomah Melech, Melech Shalom Shaloi, peace was to him. Everything everything was synchronized with holiness, with God. There was no war. Everything was at peace. So Bina is called the Melech Shashalim Shaloi because she's always connected. There's not Shayach and Bina, Yesh without an Ayin. It's always, it's always in a state of Bittl. These Malachim that are coming from Bina are called Malachi Hashalim. They're created from the Yichud of Chachmeh Bina, which is constant. And they're Malachim of Shalim. And, we, and they're helping the Nishamas. Which Nishamas? The neshamas that are really created from Zah and Malchus and therefore are not programmed, they're not wired for this yichud to live constantly in that, in that bittle. They're, they're programmed to live moments of conceal, moments of surrender, and moments of uh, forgetfulness. It's like for all of us, we, we, we have these moments in which we're godly conscious, and moments that we get distracted and we become completely forgetful that God runs the world. We get angry, we get upset, we get nervous, we get anxious, we, 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 we get very egotistical. And we forget. So we go in this, because we're, we're, we're stemming from a place where there could be separation between the mashpia and the makabal, between the ayin and the yesh. So when we're entering into Shabbos, which is a no-conflict zone, Shabbos, one of the reasons we light um, the Shabbos candles, which are superior to Hanukkah candles because they're shalom bias. Shabbos is a time of peace. There's no fighting on Shabbos. Between husband and wife. There's no, there's no disconnect between. They have to be unified. So we need the malachim to help us into the state of unity that's, that's going to be. It's the void of Shabbos, which is a higher avod. 
So now, based on this, we should be able to understand a little bit what he says over here. So, yeah, Malachi Shalom, yeah, Malachi Abba Ve'ima. They're called the Amalachim of Abba Ve'ima. Pashas Pekudei Dafresh Mem Hei Yomad Beis. Ve'ayim HaShakosav HaPasei Givarechacha. They give you a bracha. What's their bracha? It says, Ve'yaseim L'cha Shalom. Shenoisen B'cha Koyach. That the Indian is, to give Shalom means to give you the Koyach. Li'ez V'rav Shalom B'nayach. To be that in B'nayach there should be Rav Shalom a lot of peace. We'll see in a minute. Ve'ayim HaShakosav HaPasei Givarechol B'nayach. The lower unity and the higher unity, which means the yichud that there is in Atzilus, which is the higher unity, and the yichud that there is in the lower world should be completely unified. Like we say in Kegavna, what do we say in Kegavna? Kegavna on the inun mesyachten li'elo, just like there is unity up there, there is a yichud down here below. That's the state of Shabbos. Okay. The Indian, the Malachim Shema Abba the Ima Nikra Malachi Ashalim. So why are the Malachim that are called from Abba and Ima from Chachman Bina called Shalim? Why? Ki Abba the Ima, because father and mother, him Terein Rei, and these are two friends, the Loim is Parshin, that never get separated. And what does that mean? Vuhubitl Yesh La'ayin Tamid. In Atsilus, in that inner world, the ayin and the yesh are always unified. The yesh of because bina is considered yesh compared to chachma, but it's always nullified to the point which is the insof. Bina is a whole structured world of godliness and all the details, but it all recognizes constantly that its entire power and energy is all coming from a place that is undefined with any definitions. It's pure, simple, simple light. That's the power of chachma. And Chachma is always infusing that in Bina. Bina is always conscious of it. The level of Bina is the level of Melech that pieces to him. In contrast to what? Because the level of Malchus becomes the source for the three lower worlds. What are the three lower worlds? Which includes what? The world of Klippus and all that. There are changes. Sometimes the worlds become separated, they become distinct and something onto their own, and they're not surrendered to God. In that sense, the world's a little bit more rebellious towards Hashem. And sometimes they're unified. The ups and downs, like we see in ourselves. We can see in our own life. There are days that we wake up and we're totally tuned into Hashem's will. And there are days that we're just feeling our stomach's desires, nothing to do with God. But on the level of Bina, and those Nishamas that don't come from Malchus, you have to understand, there are Nishamas that come from Bina, and therefore those Nishamas, and Bina herself, what's Bina called? Nikragam came Melech, she's also called a king. Pieces to him. The Bitalayash is always. These higher Malachim that are created from the Yichud. Of Chachmeh Bina, Nikra Malachi Shalom, they're called Malachi Malachi Shalom. The Ayin be Eitz Chaim Sharman Umad. Look at Eitz Chaim of the Arizal. The Rush Dalid Meinyan Amalachim the Abba veIma. From these higher Malachim of Abba and Ima, where he explains that idea. The Ayin Mashakasav Al Pia Zoyar Pashas Bolak Tav Kuf Tzadik Al Pasuk Baruchu. 
Me'inyan malachim. It says over there from the malachim. Shehem zivug neshikim. It says in 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 Kabbalah that there's two types of zivugim, two types of of intimacies. One is a zivug of a kiss, and one is a physical yichud. Now, obviously, the physical doesn't mean physical because you're dealing in the most abstract, abstract, abstract spheros above. But compared to the zivug of the kiss, the kiss is a breath, breath to breath, which is more spiritual compared to the physical transmission of of uh, of, a, of a physical intimacy. So it says like this: It says malachim come from the zivug neshikin, from a more spiritual, abstract kiss, and the souls, being that we we have to come into bodies, so we have to be a little bit more chunkier. So our our souls come come into existence. From a zivu gufni, from a more physical union. That's why he says over there that the angels are more ruchni. But it is actually, but it explains there's a big quality in the shamas over malachim. Because in the kiss, you're not giving yourself; you're only giving your breath, which is not yourself. But in that seminal drop that the that the fa- that the that the father gives to the mother to create the child is the entire essence of the father because it's the, the, the father re- reproduces his entire being your essence essence is dafka coming in the physical it's not coming in the more spiritual that's why the malachim don't have the essence of the abish they're in them a Jew on the one man the Jewish neshama is coarser than an angel angels remain very ruchni very 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 spiritual and, and neshamas become more physical they get enclosed in bodies and and the fact that they can go into a body is because there is a little bit more of a density to them. But that's because they come from a zivu gufni. But on the other hand, the zivu gufni makes them less aware than, than the zivu gufni. So, I, I once told a story how the Alter Rebbe was a student of the Magid. The Alter Rebbe was a student of the Mizritcher Magid. And in those days, the Magid was the one who took over from the Baal Shem Tov. Most of the, the giants, Hasidic giants, went to the Magid after the Baal Shem Tov passed away. But there were a few students of the Baal Shem Tov that were already older, and they had their own already Indian, and they never really submitted themselves to the Magid. They were friends of the Magid, but not students of the Magid. Repinchas of Karitz was one of them, Ramichal Zlachever was one of them, and so forth. One time, Remichel Zlachev used to come sometimes to visit his good friend, the, the Mizritcher Magid, or Dave Bear. And when Remichel would come, he would come with his whole entourage of his own chassidim. And Shabbos, he would have his own Shabbos. He would make his own Shabbos, even though he would visit the Magid. But he would do his own, because he had a very high spiritual Avedah. The Magid would go hear Torah from, from, from Remichel. Or Remichel would come to, me, to Mizritch for Shabbos, the Magid would go hear Torah from 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 Reb Michal. So the Alter Rebbe was a student of the Magid, and he wasn't a student of Reb Michal. He was a student. And one time he was there Shabbos, the Reb Michal was there, and he saw the Magid go hear Torah from him. So he was very very upset because he was upset because he knew his teacher is the Rebbe, is the ultimate Rebbe, and. And here the teacher goes to the Magid, the Magid of Zlachiv, the Remichel of Zlachiv. That means that Remichel of Zlachiv is greater than him. That's what he's going to learn by him. So what am I doing by the second to the best? Why don't I go to the best? So he was very bothered by it the whole Shabbos. He was, he was very disturbed. 
And after Shabbos, he needed to go in. And he felt emergency that he must go into the Magad and ask him this question. That night, Rabbi Shloim of Karlin was in charge of watching the Magad's door. Every day there was a different rotation, different student was in charge. So he went to Rabbi Shloim and he said, let me in, I have to go emergency, I have to go see the Magad. Rabbi Shloim said, the Magad instructed me that no one is coming in tonight. So he says, but you don't understand, it's Negei Ben Nefesh, it's Pekuach Nefesh, I must go in. Shalom is saying, I'm sorry. I have to listen on the Shaiver. I was told by the Rebbe that no one is coming in. He said, but you don't understand, it's a matter of life and death. He said, I'm sorry. What I can tell you is that by Chatzois, the Magad opens up his door because it says in, in Zohar that at, at midnight, the gates of Ganeiden open up. So being that the Magid is the down here, he, he runs everything that the way the way he is down here, the way it is up there. So just like in in um, in, in the supernal worlds, Ganadin's doors open up at midnight. So the Magid too, his doors are open at midnight. So the doors are open, you can go in on your own risk. So that's what the Alter Rebbe did, and it came midnight he went in. When he came in unannounced to the Magid, he saw the Magid, and he basically, when he looked on the Magid, he saw that on him, he can literally see all the supernal parts of him. The parts of, of Malchus, the parts of the Zeranpin, the parts of, of Bina, the parts of, of Chachma, parts of, of Keser, higher and higher. He can see it all on the body of the Magid. And he basically had no doubt who the Rebbe is. He basically saw the entire, it's all on him. You have to be eyes to see that. The Alta Rebbe was able to see that. The Magad asked him, and he said, I don't have any doubts anymore, he said, but I still want to know how come you're going to the Michalos Lachev when obviously you're the, you're the Merkava. So why? So he said, the Magad answered him that his Neshama of Ramichal comes from the Zivug of Neshikin, from the Zivug of this, of Neshikin, of the kiss. And my Neshama comes from the Zivug of, of Gufni and therefore his Torah is more spiritual than mine but on the other hand the Magad's Torah has more the essence because as I said earlier the essence is more in the Neshamas than there is in the Malach so the Alter Rebbe then knew that he's sticking to the Magad actually the Remichel the, the, the of wanted to seduce the Alter Rebbe to him the Michal of Zlachever wanted to draw the Alter Rebbe's Neshama to him to be his student. And he told him, I'm going to come to me, he says, I'm going to teach you the language of the birds, the language of the trees, the language of the angels, the language of, I'm going to teach you everything. And the Alter Rebbe asked him one question. Are you going to teach me Yehuda Ilah and Yehuda Tata? Are you going to teach me the higher unity and the lower unity? He didn't tell him that yet. Obviously, he was not the master in that. So he said, then I stick with my Rebbe, with the Alta Rebbe, with the, the Magad. Because with the Magad, I learned the higher unity and the lower unity. In other words, sometimes you can get carried away in Kabbalah and all cool stuff. Kabbalah is so cool. You can get carried away in all the cool Kabbalistic stuff. But the question is, are you learning about the unity, which is really what it's all about? The Pneumius, the innermost, is God's unity. 
And the unity is this, this idea that we're learning today about the surrender, about unifying yourself, synchronizing yourself with God by fulfilling God's will. That's what it's all about. That's where it's at. That's the Panemius. But in any case, so it says over there, the Malachim Amor Ruchni, Visham Nizbar. So in Zohar it says an interesting thing. That bracha, the Malachim have. But Kedusha they don't have. What do we mean? We know that the Malachim can't say Kaddish, Kaddish, Kaddish until we say Kaddish, Kaddish. We have to start. When we say Kaddish, the Malachim can say Kaddish. They have to wait till we start to say Kaddish or we say um, Shema Yisrael, we sing our Shira and then they can say Kaddish. The, the, but Baruch they can say without us. As it says, Baruchu, David HaMelech says, Baruchu Hashem Malachav. May his Malachim. The Shom is the Bracha is Masa Malachim. That Bracha is given over to them. Kamoyli Yisrael, as it is given to the Jewish people. Jewish people have, bled, have the ability to say Baruch, and the Malachim also have the power to make a Bracha. By the Yidden it says, Varvarcham Evarachecha, or Vayye Bracha, it says, Vayin Shom. Since Malachim have the ability to bless, what does it mean to have the ability to bless? Blessing means to channel. They can channel what they have to someone else. That the Malachim who are Malachi Asholim, which means they have the Yichud of Abba and Ima, they have this Yichud, this unity of Chachma and Bina, of Ayin and Yesh, and they can, which is the special Avodah on Shabbos, and they can give it to us. To those neshamas that come from the lower yichud, they can channel it to us. Shehem bechinas malache yiloi. They are the higher malachim. The inun b'shmei meroim of the idre In the Zohar it says these are the higher malachim from a higher place. Hanisker sham. It's there in the Zohar. L'chein makdimim abracha mehem. We get the blessing from them. Ayin sham. L'chein oimrim zek koydim kiddush. We say it before kiddush. Kamoishe kasev sham. Avol kadosh. But Kaddish, see, bracha also means, I'm saying something else. Bracha also means to draw, but to draw from something that's already within, within a vessel. Brecha, brecha is a pool. So you're drawing, like we say, Kaddish Baruch. Kaddish is what is totally transcendent. Baruch is already what's already downloaded. It's in a keli. It's just that we need to draw it down. We need to download it further. Malachim, they're from a very high place. They come from Chachma and Bina, but only from what's in Chachma and what's in Bina. They, that ayin that's in Chachma, translated to Bina, they have it in them and they can project that onto us. But they can't do Kaddish, because what's Kaddish? Kaddish means what is transcendental completely, ain't so. What's outside of the system completely. The only ones who can reach that are Nishamis who grapple with what? What did we say before? The parrot who makes the king laugh. That's the only ones who could reach the Ain't Sof, That's why we said earlier that the Malachim, we have to make them into movers. So Kaddish they can't take, Kiddush they can't make. Before Kiddush, and we send them away by Kiddush, they're not shy after them. But for the Bracha before, we get an empowerment from them. Until the Yidden don't say Kaddusha below, they can't even say Kaddish, Kaddish. Kaddusha Shaykh Yisrael Yaiser. Ishayach more to the Jewish people. It makes sense because what did we say before? In a kiss, you're giving your ear, but you're not giving your essence. In this 
transmission, a more physical transmission. You're giving the essence. And that's the true Kedusha, is the, is the essence. So Yidin, the Nishamas have it more. Okay. Now, this Indian B'chinas Yitzchak B'Shabbos, he's going back to what he said earlier, that Yitzchak, he's making like a little summary. In a Yitzchak B'Shabbos, according to the Zohar, Yitzchak's primarily power of Shabbos is mainly by the second meal, which is the daytime meal. That's the, that's the meal of Yitzchak. According to the Idra, over there it says Mitzchan is bar Shuzman Mincha de Shabbos. It's the time of Mincha de Shabbos. So it's an argument. There's two opinions. When is Yitzchak's time in Shabbos? Is it the second meal or the third meal? But from both these places is mashma that Yitzchak is the elevation to the highest source of Tainug. That was just goes back to where Yitzchak is. Now, now the next piece I don't understand, so I'm gonna, uh, I, 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 but I do understand some of it. So I don't understand anything, but maybe a little bit, a little bit of something. It says Yitzchak is mitzachek with Rivka. So that means that the tzchayk of Yitzchak, now we're learning the whole time, tzchayk asali elokim. The main ingin that causes the tzchok, the laughter, is chashucha lenahura, darkness to light. When you convert darkness to light, you know, and there's another ingin, Yitzchak metzachek, what causes Yitzchak to laugh? Rivka ishtay. What's Rivka? So Rivka, according to Hasidus, the altar's whole mimer, it's very gishmaka mimer, and, t- and Tasha's told this. Rivka is called Ravka Shalbakar. Ravka Shalbakar is when you have a group of cattle that go out, and what they would do is when they would bring the cattle in for plowing, they would put a certain harness that would keep three or four cows together, and they would go out. I don't know what, whatever it's called. It's such a thing, and it holds the animals. This, the sages refer to that piece that holds the four animals together, or the three animals together, a Ravka. If Rivka is called Ravka, that means, so what's that? What does Rivka have to do with that? So the idea is that Ravka represents the Tikkun of the Nefesh of Bahamas, which is primarily an emotional being. The emotions, again, I told you I don't understand this well right now, so I'm not going to go into it, but the, the emotions when they're in an unrectified state, each emotion is onto its own. They're all, they're all, they're all fragmented. Ravka means that the emotions appear together. Three, which represents chesed, gevur, teferes, are all unified. And that can only come when they're in a state of bittel to their source. Their bittel to their source can take opposite emotions and unify them. And that removes all conflict that there is in a human person's life. That hiskalolos and that achtos causes the tzchoik l'mayl. Similar to the idea of choshech to light, but here it's more hiskalolos versus, versus, yeah. So, that tzchoik v'tayni de yitzchok nimshuch es rifka bitter nefesh ha-bahamas. V'ozu b'chines rafka shal shalosh shalosh 
Oishel Dalit, three or four. Vahainu is Kavalus Hamidois. The Midois are then unified. Vahainu, Pchenas Avaraba, Midois and Emshachem Mahakeser. That's when the Midois are elevated back to their source in Keser. They das Elyon Behem Araba. Viskala Lazu Zeu Pchenas Shalim. That's the Shalim. Vizeu Vishafti Bishalim. It's, oh, so he's saying like this. Either Shalim means peace by taking that which is dark and making it bottle to the Abish, they're making peace between high and low. Or Shalim means taking the fragmented emotions and causing a Shalim. And, but in order to get our base Avi to my father's house, which is what? In order to get back to my father's house, which is what? Yitzchak, to the laughter, it's either through, the Bishalai means taking the lowly things in this world and converting it with bittel to the Ebesht. Or working more on our Midos, that the Midos that are fragmented and separated should be all harmonized and unified together. Vishafti Bishalai will bring me to Vihine Yitzchak Metzachek Es Rivka, together. V'zau gamkein inyin Malachi Yashalom. This is also the idea of Malachi Yashalom. Because be below, Bibia in Bria Yitzir and Asiya, Michal and Gabriel, Michal and Gabriel are enemies, they're opposites. Sar Shalmayim, Sar Shalesh. Michal is the Sar, the minister of water, and Gabriel is the minister of fire. Hareyem Beza they're opposites. And they themselves don't have the ability to get along with each other. The reason why Michal and Gabriel get along with each other is because Hashem stuns them with His infinite power and they become nullified to God and that's how they can get along with each other. It's like two ministers that are always opposite, they always have total opposites from each other. And, but when they come before the king, what happens? Because they're so scared of the king, they get nullified from their own opinions and their own egos and they work together. Which means that they on their own don't have it within themselves to be, to be together. That's the ordinary malachim. They come from the midos. Al came him nagdiim. They're opposite. Hashem makes peace amongst them. Because the emotions on their own, are branches that branch off to opposite directions. The angels of peace. It's not a shalom that's imposed upon them. They are essentially That's because they are from These are midas that are directly pulled from chachmenbino from lechatchila. They're in that state. So over there, there's the gilui of the oirin soif. V'nikrib terein reyin, and therefore Chachma and Bina, even though they're also opposites. Chachma and Bina are opposites. Chachma tends to be what? Cold and a point. Bina is hot and, 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 and detail-oriented and so on and so forth. Chachma is ayin and Bina is yesh. And yet, they always together. Why? Because they're, they're totally bottled to the oirin. So if they're called uh, best friends. And it says over there, Shayesh Malachim Hanayladim Mezivig Neshikin, the Zun, there are Malachim that come from the Kiss. Again, Malachim in general are always from the Kiss Zivog. But from a lower Zivog of Zuchrev and Nukva, the Yesh Malachim Al Yoinim Yoyser, there is higher Malachim, Shanerldim Mezivig Neshikin, the Abba Vima, and those are those Malachim. Vini Lashiv Lepchenas Yitzchak, who came Kain Dafka Al Yedeb Chenas Sholem. To return to Yitzchak is through the peace. 
Kenal be'inyan Rivka, which is Iskalalos, we need to achieve this level of, of harmony. Since it's Friday night and we want to come completely home to the pleasure. We want to completely be elevated into the meal. What's the meal? It's Yitzchak's meal. It's the meal of Tainug, of Oinege Elyon. We ask the Malachim, bestow upon us the Sholem. Malachim Yasholem. That the Midas should all be harmonized. It's the Shoirish is from that. The Sham Shoirish Malachim Anal. That's where these Malachim come from. Now, what do we say? Where do we say where do these Malachim come from? We say, These Malachim are coming from. What is the meaning of Simply means they're Malachim of God. From the king, the king. So hear this Gavald again. We have three levels over here. Malachim, Malche, and Melech. He's the Melech over Malche and over Malach. So what does that mean? Malachim are the seven emotions, the six emotions and Malchus. They're all called Malachim. They're all kings. Malche is two, is Chachmem Bina. Melech is Keser. Mimelech Malchei Amlochim is Keser, which is the king over Malchei, which is king over Malach. Okay. These Malachim are just from Chachmem Bina. Why do we attribute it to Keser Mimelech Malach? And the answer is Chachmem Bina Be'etzem are opposites. Chachmem is Ayin and Bina is Yesh. For Chachmem Bina to be together, it's because it's Meir in it from Keser, where Keser, there's no Ischalkus at all. And to Keser, the, the Ayin of Chachma and the Yesh of Bina are absolutely Kula Kamei They're all nothing before him. And therefore, it's the ultimate harmonizer of Ayin and Yesh and unifies it all together. Mimelech Malchei Amlochim Shuhu Pchenas Keser Shenikra Melech Shasholim Shaloi It's the ultimate. Before we said, Bina is called Melech Shasholim Shaloi. Now he says it's Keser because we know that Bina is, it receives its, his galus of Keser is actually in Bina. Ayim Ashkazo Apasik Yiri Yishloim Ayim Ashkazo Oyed Apasik Shirashin Amashal Yishloim Yishakeni Sham Shacham Epchen Ezu Davka Yedei Neshikin Bezei Yuvin Oyed Inyan Barcheni Lishalim Bench us in peace Malachi Yasholim Malachim of peace Shem Malachi Abba Ve'ima Shem Epchen Es Neshikin that come from the kiss Bezei Seder Inyan And this is the order who are these malachim? Those are the weekday malachim. Not the Shabbos malachim that are coming here to give us the experience of Shabbos. These are the malachim that we're now giving them a commission on this that they helped us during the week. And they're called malachim hashares. They're not malachim hasholim because they don't come from that very supernal chachmem bina state. They come just like they're part of the Alma de Prud, they're part of the separated world. But they help us bring Bittal to the Nefesh of Bahamas. So they're called Malachi Ashares. Shashar Shah Mizukhri Venukva. They're from the lower Malach. Malachi, but then we say right away, we, we greet both Malachim. We say Malachi Ashares, and these are the weekday Malachim. And then we say Malachi Elyon, who is Elyon, the higher Malachim. Shashar Shama Abba Ve'ima, which are also therefore referred to as Malachi Hashalim in the next stanza. Then we send away the Malachi Asharis because they're done. They're the weekday Malachim. We're left only with the Malachi Elyon, and who are they? They are the Malachi Asharis. And that's why the next few stanzas are only referring. And we're asking them for a bracha for Shabbos. We're saying, 
Bayachem l'shalim, Berchuni l'shalim, bless us that we should be able to reach this ultimate level of peace. nimshach, and from who is it coming from? Who is this shalim coming from? Why? How can they be so at peace, even though they're opposite? How can they be so at peace? The answer is because they come me melech malcheam lochem, because they come from keser. Nimshach mi melech malcheam lochem, I nebchenas keser. This is what allows there should be such a yichud of father and mother. Kenoida as it is now. Afterwards we say, What do you mean by achem? Here's the thing. During the week, we're in, we're in Bria, Yatsir, and Asiya. We're in the three lower worlds. So in Bria, there's only a gilu of Bina. We know Bina shines in Bria, the six emotions shine in Yetzira, and Malchus is in Asiya. Seeing it? So there's no Giloy of Chachma. But Shabbos comes, Vechalalokim, and the world's Aliyah Sa'ilamois were elevated into Atsilas. So we're ready to receive the real Bittal light, the Bittal of. That's why Shabbos is called Shabbos Kodesh, Kedusha is in Chachma. So in Shabbos we achieve ultimate Bittal. That's why you're not allowed to do any malacha on Shabbos. Because you're not allowed to, in front of God, you're not allowed to do anything of your own. In front of the king, you have to pay attention to the king. You can't do any private things. Shabbos is the Izgalos Koyach Ma total bit. Who is going to bring it to us? You need Shluchim. Malachim are Shluchim. Shluchim of who? Since they, 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 they come, from, they're called Malachi HaShalom. They're the ones that are produced from the Yichud of Chachma and Bina. Which means that even though there is bina, there's already a context of a world, there is already a substance, it's still retaining the giloy of chachma. And they bring, by achem l'shalom, they bring the hisgalos of ma, of chachma, into the neshamas. So we tell them, by achem l'shalom, come to us. Begiloy chachma datzilas, fa'alkein boim alachei hasholom, sheshar sham misham, they come from there. Ubina nikra melech shasholom shaloi, Bina is called Melech Shashalom. Why? Because he's always unified with Chachma. Because the Yesoid of Abba is always Malubish in Bina. And ultimately, Yesoid Abba receives from Keser. So it's Melech Shashalom Shaloi. So, and Achakach Oimrim. So first, Bayachem. First, bring that light. Then we say, Barchuni. Bless us with that. Sheyum Shech Bechinezu Gamba Adam. Not just in, in the atmosphere. Berchuni l'shalim. Give us that blessing. Yeah, whatever that means. Oh, but the question is, how do we have, how can we even relate, if, if, if most neshamas, besides the big neshamas of tzaddikim, Regular neshamas only come from the yichud of zuchar and nukva, not from the from the from the lower yichud of of za and malchus, and not from the higher yichud of of chachma and bina. Right? If that's the case, how can we receive such? If it's not shaykh to us, as he said before, can the Eskimo eat the burrito? to them. The answer is because on Shabbos, because really, it says like this: even the neshamas that are from zuchar and nukva. Their shoresh is really always from Chachmah Bina. All neshamas are rooted in Chachmah. Because we're all called Banim Atem Hashem Elokeichem. We're all called children. And a child comes from the brain of the father. So we all come from the level of Chachmah. 
then how come we say that there are some neshamas that are like, you know, these very, very high neshamas that can float through all the worlds and others? The question is, how processed are we? Those neshamas that remain in that state are very few neshamas. Most neshamas descend and then later become processed in Ze'er Anpin and Nukva, and they become more malchus neshamas, creation-like neshamas and the like. But everybody has a chilek in the higher bitl of Chach. And that's the idea, neshama yaseira. Neshama yaseira means that your soul opens up to a much deeper place. So you get a far greater spiritual capacity. And then on Shabbos, you're, you really are mushrash. You're really rooted in the zivug of Chachmem Bina. And therefore you can receive such a level of bitl. Not higher bitl, but who is the one that brings it to you? It's the malachim that help us... What the Malachim really are, are doing is they're helping us connect to our Neshama Yaseir. Oh, neshama Yaseir means this higher level, as he says. It also comes from Abba Vima. This is the idea that the Jewish people come from Machshava. And Malachim, these Malachim also come from Machshava. But we come from a higher place in that Machshava. That's why Nishamis are called Achim Lamakum. In Davidin, we say Lamana Chayverei. So it says that Yidden are called brothers to God. Takodish Baruch. Why? Here, this Gavaldic mystical concept. Hakodish Baruch are the six emotions. Zeirampin is called Hakodish Baruch. The Zeirampin is a child. Where did the Midas come from? From from Abenima, from Chachmemim. If the neshamas also come from Chachmeh Bina, so we're siblings. On that level of neshama Yaseira, the level of neshama Yaseira of Shabbos, we're siblings to HaKadosh Baruch. On the level of the regular weekday neshama, the level we're children from HaKadosh Baruch. But from the level of neshama Yaseira, when we come from, that means that we're directly, directly deriving from Chachmeh Bina, so we're just like HaKadosh Baruch. So we're his little baby brothers. He's the big Akadosh Baruch Hu. We're small little siblings. But we're still siblings. And that's the idea. And it says the are Neshamas that are even in the weekday, they're called Achim brothers. But these are very high Neshamas. But, but most Neshamas are only... Shem Achim Lezun, they're called brothers and sisters to the Shekhinah, to Akadosh Baruch Hu. Melech Malchei Hamalachim. Ki meir behem ha'ores ha'keser. She meir It's shining in the Jewish people. The, the radiance of keser that is in chachma. V'zeu Allah b'machshava. Rising in machshava. P'chines ha'chachma ma'shedovka b'keser. That's, machshava is chachma. Chashav ma'chachma. But in the chachma, it's olu. Where chachma is connecting to keser. The highest level of Machshavah. Once this Neshama Yaseir is revealed in us, it's higher than the Malachi Yashalim. Why? Because in every level that, that exists, Neshamas are higher than Malachi. So it's true, when in our regular level of Neshama, these Malachim are from a higher level. But once through their hashpa to us, it's Megala, our Shoresh, then we're really higher than them. 
And let me explain that. In what sense, if we're both coming from Machshava, in what sense are we higher than that? And the answer is like this. And the Maggid says, teaching of the Mizritcha Maggid. A person's thoughts are part of him. Whatever you're thinking, your thoughts are you. They're not outside of you, like speech. Speech is outside. These malachim are very, very, very one with God. Very deep. But, in a person, when a person is thinking, there's a huge difference when a person is thinking about stuff or he's thinking about his children. He's thinking about his children. You think about anything, whatever it is that you're thinking, you're thinking about creation. So even though there is the cre- between something you created, but there is the object and there is the thought that's still in you of that object. But since it's about something outside, it's possible you'll forget that thought. It's, the thought is like, it's you, but it's like scribbling that's taking place in your consciousness. It's written. So it's something other than you that's imprinted on you. It's possible that you forget it. But your children, when you think about your children, these thoughts are much deeper because they're carvings in you. Because your children are not, are not, your children are not in existence out, but not you. They, they, they are you. Even when they're born, they're, are, they're you. So when you think about them, these are like, oisias um, like engraved letters, not written letters. Or like when a person, the difference between a person thinking about things, it's also him, or when a person thinks about something that's very, very important to him, to his very life. And that thought is so much deeper and so much more inner. So that's the difference. Malachim, these malachim, are still on the level of thought. They were never created to be outside of God. It's a, but it's Hashem thinking about the world. Because malachim be'etzem are outsiders. Neshamas are, are him, there's children. So therefore, Yidin is like, it's, it's engraved. So once it's revealed our shayrish in Chachmeh Bina, we stand much higher than the malachim who brought us to that shayrish. That's why we turn around now and give them the bracha. Barchuni l'shalem, and now tzeischem l'shalem. What's the tzeischem l'shalem? It's the blessing to them. Because already giving them a bracha, tzeischem l'shalem, go in peace. Kenoida the zivug neshamis anal shor shegavoyim ezivug neshikin. Its root is higher than the zivug of neshikin the malach. Lachein achar shemalachei hashalom evorchem aneshamis. After the malachei hashalom blessed the neshamis, had a mamshichim lehem eshor shemanai leyoser. We draw to them from our shorish that's higher than them. Then the malachim receive from the neshamas. Even these higher malachim, not only the lower malachim that we greeted by Shalom Aleichem, the malachim Ashores, but even the higher malachim, the malachim Ashalom, they also. Since they blessed us, they get blessed. This is the Tzayischem Lashalom. What do we say afterwards? Because when we're still down here in the bodies, we always need shmirah, we need protection. Thank 
כי בשבס ובחינס הספחה חשוך לנהורה, ואין בגרס הקודש בדיבר הנאו, I don't know what he's talking about. It is, he's referring to a piece of Tanya in the back, which talks about this idea of Shalom and Hashkate. I don't remember, and I don't remember its relationship to here, and I didn't get a chance to look that up, so whoever learns the whole Mimer is not going to be lazy and is going to read that too and figure out the end. Be'ezus Hashem.